Coming up on this week's podcast, returning guest host Killing Spree and Dave Sanders are back with me for the first time. And by our powers combined, we get extra salty and give our scalding hot takes on a number of topics. But first, there were a few other things I wanted to tell you about happening this week. This Friday, December 14th, you can help me spread joy and brighten the holidays for kids in need. I'll be at the Puyallup Fred Meyer store from 3 to 7 p.m. with the team collecting new, unwrapped toys for the Salvation Army during their annual toy drive. Um, I talk about toys a lot on this show, and even as a grown adult, uh, they still mean a lot to me. And so many of my best holiday memories are tethered to my favorite toys and just the uh, the pure joy I felt unwrapping those gifts with my family. It's It's special. And I think every child deserves a great Christmas with gifts under the tree. Um, all donations will benefit the Salvation Army to distribute to children and families in the community who would otherwise go without. I'll have a link to more information in the show notes about other ways you can help including making monetary donations online and other donation locations. And again, I'll be at the Fred Meyer in Puyallup off of Meridian Friday afternoon, 3 to 7 p.m. I'd love to see you out there. Speaking of toys, attention Transformers fans. This Thursday, friend of the show and previous guest Ben Harpold is going to be on TV. Um, He'll be on a segment of New Day Northwest showing off his Transformers and talking about his Bumblebee collection and the Transformers convention he helps put together, Cybefest Northwest. This is part of the promotion for the new Bumblebee movie. New Day Northwest airs on King 5 TV at 11 a.m. Pacific Time locally and streaming live on their website. I'll have a link for you in the show notes. Uh, Ben will also have some of his collection on display at that advanced screening of Bumblebee next week. And if you want to attend that screening in Northgate and see the movie for free a few days early, all you got to do is check out the Sidefest Northwest Facebook page for details. And I want to remind you that the deadline for the Bumblebee holiday giveaway is this weekend. Sidefest uh, Northwest has partnered with Allied Seattle for a Bumblebee holiday giveaway. Uh, the prize pack includes Bumblebee t-shirt, backpack, portable charger, speaker keychain, Hasbro collectible toys, car essentials kit, and mini and full-size film poster. To enter to win, like the Sidefest Northwest and Allied Seattle pages on Facebook, Comment with a photo of your best DIY costume creation or your Transformers collector's items, making sure to tag Allied Seattle and Cybefest Northwest. Winners will be contacted via direct message on December 15th, that's this Saturday, and shift their exclusive prize pack directly. And you get a bonus entry if you follow Allied Seattle and Sidefest Northwest on Instagram. I'll have some links in the show notes to help get you started. Sidefest Northwest 2019 is July 19th at the Kent Commons Community Center. More info at their website, sidefestnw.com. And now, enjoy this week's podcast. Mike Cyber Radio is an independent podcast. 
The views and opinions expressed are those of the host and the guests only and do not necessarily reflect those of any broadcasters that any of us either have been, am now, or will be affiliated with. Enjoy the show! Welcome back to Mike Seibert Radio. I am your host. If you'd like to get a hold of me, I am at Mike Seibert Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and write into the mailbag, MikeSeibertRadio at gmail.com. This is the podcast radio show where I talk about stuff and things that are on my mind every week. And on this week's show, I am... Not alone. I am not by myself. Uh, joining me here in the studio is uh, is my good buddy Killing Spree. How you doing, buddy? The Predator still fucking sucks. That's how I'm doing. <laughs> I hate that movie so much. Uh, but also, uh, here comes a new challenger joining us on the phone um, and explaining why maybe uh, uh, we sound kind of like robots in the microphone here. Uh, joining us on the phone all the way from the... Uh, from the uh, scorching southern area of the Arizona, uh, please give it up for uh, returning shitlord uh, Dave Sanders. How you doing, my friend? Uh, well, it's scorching. I mean, it's 68 degrees. I guess that is scorching for December, so I'll take it. 58 but degrees? Really Good God. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cold in the desert. Yeah, oh yeah, I guess it does. That's, that's yeah, because it gets hot in the day snow. and cold at night. And... When do you get snow? The state gets snow, not necessarily where I'm at. Ah, see, I... Okay. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> we have mountains. They get snow. <laughs> so um we uh this is kind of like our our second episode that that we've all done together through uh December last week um talked to Killing Spree about our uh best and worst uh of 2018 as far as movies and uh coming up I will be joining forces with Dave and we're going to be revisiting uh fall TV and we got like some of those mid-season replacements coming up. Um but uh but for now I and we've been talking about this for uh for quite a few months now just kind of trying to combine our forces kind of like we uh we used to do when we were all on that college radio station together and and kind of yeah, I think we were supposed to do it last week but there was some scheduling mishap Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Dan lead host at his own show, <laughs> cutting schedule conflicts with us other hosts. I think I, Damn I, think, him. I think I'm getting host shamed and stuff, and 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 it's, oh, uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, podcasters matter. Uh, radio hosts are people too, and whatever other <laughs> hashtag we can come up with. <laughs> oh man, and that's it, it's funny you should mention that, Dave, because that that's going to be a lot of the meat of what we're going to talk about today. Because um, when the individually we're we're kind of salty and surly but when when our forces combine it's like a super salty voltron it's a trifecta of, of salt 
I like that. That's so much better. You should host the show. You're much better at this than <laughs> I am. Uh, but no, we uh, there's a there, there's a few topics that that we're going to kind of uh, tackle that we're that we're especially salty about. And, um, and I think this is our first uh, like grab bag of topics. Usually, we're all salty about the same thing all well, at the same time. I think the last one. I don't we- remember us doing this. <laughs> the last one we did together, I think it was we each came with an a uh, a topic. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I think it was uh, like yeah. Were, I think you were ranting about No Man's Lie. I was ranting about something, and I <laughs> and I'm sure I was ranting about something. Was it the, what was it? The yeah, one we I think we ranted about? about TNA for a minute with the Hardys and all that stuff. Right. And was that yeah, the one that, we, there was other stuff there. That's right. Was that the one where we were uh, ranting about uh, the Ghostbusters remake? Could be. I don't know. I mean that that's that probably right. that's probably what two years ago at this point. Yeah, two thousand sixteen. And you know, and you know what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and nobody has any idea about any of what we're talking about because <laughs> that uh, that audience has uh, has completely turned over. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, the three of us used to do uh, goofy podcasts and college radio shows together, and we just thought we'd uh, we get the uh, the band back together to to bitch about um, a few things. And I don't know. I just I. I feel like I'm introducing the show improperly. Yes, if we're going to do a reunion, we need the intro. Uh Uh-oh. The internet is overflowing with horrible podcasts, but a different class of podcast has come to change it all. It's not the podcast you need. It's not even the podcast you deserve. But you're going to take it anyway. Right up Main Street. This is the KGRG Shitlords and Friends podcast. Yes, when we tried to you make shitlords a thing, we had an intro and all everything. <laughs> I you know what we ha- the only way that could be a better intro is if we had Corbin talking into a coffee can and somehow throwing in fark.com repeatedly. Fark. <laughs> I can't believe I I put this up on the website. I that's <laughs> I know. I still they let us do it. whatever we wanted. Yeah. Yeah, so anyway, <laughs> but, so so if you do go to kgrg.com, I think some of those shows are still there. They probably uh, are. I don't I don't think anybody takes anything down. Well, it's yeah. it's funny you should mention that though, because like in in terms of like show pages and online presence and stuff, we've all been erased from existence. Like, well, I yeah. would hope so, considering we're not on the station as regular DJs anymore. <laughs> this is true, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, there's but, there's no late night death page. There's no uh, uh, Mike and Mickey after dark page. There's no the buzz page. But some of those podcasts uh, are are still there because I don't think they know how to either take them down or hide them or whatever um all right so but yeah let's transition into our uh, into our meat of the of what we're going to be coming here to do today all right well and that's a lot of bitching (laughs) yeah before we start our bitching uh we should probably give a warning for the audience oh spoilers freddie mercury gets aids (laughs) that's terrible damn it <laughs> so, so I said I, I saved that soundbite for first future use. <laughs> so 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 that that's your general uh, uh, spoiler yes. and language <laughs> language warning. There. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't think we're spoiling anything today, but yeah, for sure. NSFW um, tangents upon tangents, and yeah, possible spoiler alert. So do we want to hear about tangents? whatever? Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, well, so here's the deal. So each each of us came up with 
our own specific topic that I'm sure will bleed over into one thing into into the other, but we're going to try to keep it relatively concise as as evidenced <laughs> by by uh, uh, <laughs> the way we've been talking so far. Please continue well, listening. It uh, it gets better. Well, hey, no, it doesn't. Let's have a drinking game for everybody listening. Okay, we go on oh, a tangent. No. Take a shot. I don't oh. want to kill my my sponsorship. I mean, seriously. A little alcoholism alcohol never hurt anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Uh, All right, so um, why don't? Oh man, <laughs> so I, I think I've learned to not drift from my microphone. Did you hear that? Where I'm like, oh, yes, hey. I did. But I, I well, turn... do what I did. Position the microphone so you can look at the computer screen. Yeah, but the, the screen is to my side, though. I hate well, the studios. Sit. So you can have whatever. Yeah. But then I can't look at you. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't old matter. Old man Mike's a lazy old man Mike. Look who's spoiled being out in commercial radio. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to turn this way because, oh, I'm slightly listening to the left. Oh, I don't want to do that. All right. So let's, let's, so let's start off my topic with a, a musical interlude, shall we? Oh, goody. Okay. Take your pants off. This evening has been hoping that you drop so in. I'll hold your hands, they're just like I put them in my jeans. Beautiful, what's your Listen to the fireplace so roar. Really Beautiful, please don't hurry. Maybe just a half a drink more. Put some records on while I Baby, it's bad out there. Hey, what's no cabs to be had out there. I wish I knew your eyes are like starlight now. I'll take your hat, your hair looks swell. No, no, Mind no, if I move in. Closer. At least I'm gonna say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? Really can't stay. Baby, don't hold out. Baby, it's cold outside. All right, so I I, th- I think we get the idea there. So so it's um so I I love this time of year because it's a uh, in addition to the holidays, it's also snowflake season. And yes, the Grinches and the Scrooges come out in droves. And so, yes. yeah, so I, I, I've got a couple things that have come up. You know, it's like, you know, um, apparently the uh, uh, Charlie Brown uh, special is... Oh, super, the Thanksgiving one. Oh, Thanksgiving one is super racist. Uh, there's apparently uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Everything is, is wrong with Rudolph. Yeah, apparently it's... I, I, and I want to make sure I get the quote right. Uh, seriously problematic. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going <laughs> to unpack that in a... In a sec here, but I wanted to start and, with and a... Don't forget Frosty. Wait, wh- I, what's wrong with Frosty? I didn't hear this one. <laughs> okay, so Frosty is a lot of things. He's cis because white, sexist because it's a man, not a woman, yeah. transphobic because it's a man, not like woman, man. I mean, there's gender stuff. What isn't wrong with Frosty? And how dare you play that song like that is condoning date rape and fuck it. No, fuck all that shit. Why the fuck do people have to ruin things? Mike's a rape apologist. <laughs> yes. 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 <sighs> the 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 pro roofie lobby got to me. 
All right, so so we, we're we're uh, you know so if you are playing along at home, you've already taken the, what two shots, something like that, for getting off track. Um, Easily, well, not yeah. quite. <laughs> we're not quite off track. Well, all right, that's fair. But anyway, so well, we're yeah. getting off track by talking about being off track. Take, Take a, a shot. shot. I just want to get these people <laughs> drunk for the holidays, so that they, <laughs> so that they can experience what this poor, defenseless, meek little girl person that may or may not be of age is experiencing in the song "Baby, It's Cold Outside." I'm saying this facetiously, by the way. Right. No, okay. Right. So, so um, it, it's it's interesting because, like, for at least the last three years specifically that I can remember, possibly even before then, uh, inevitably, Baby It's Cold Outside comes up because it uh, it's problematic and it promotes rape culture and uh, yeah, whatever. I, yeah, I think it was last year I saw some, I'm not sure if it was BBC or, mm-hmm. but it was some rewrite of the song to make it less rapey. Oh. And the guy that they had singing it was a total soy boy. Just I, by looking oh, at him. No. I don't know what that is. Uh, what? <laughs> Just beta male. Oh, okay. I'm not going to name names here. <laughs> basically, basically the kind of guy who, uh, who who tries to get laid by thinking if he's nice to these girls, they'll sleep with him. But in reality, we, we I just want to be friends. Oh, okay. That's the best they can get. Soy boy. Yeah. So I must say, yeah, we had our fair share of uh, people we interacted with during our time at KGRG. Obviously, was that. Well, yeah, we, it, <laughs> we're in Washington State, specifically King County. What do you expect? Yeah. Now, yeah. now, now, soy boy is different than a white knight, right? That no, that's something. Well, sa- same thing. Oh, it's, it's the same deal. Okay. It's just soy boy is a more uh, current or timely. Oh, okay. See, for as as much as I like to talk about outrage culture, I'm not really up on the lingo. So well, I you are an old man. It's true. Yeah, it's like all this all this stuff happened uh, later for me, I guess. Yeah. Um, all right, so let, so I want to talk about Baby It's Cold Outside um, a bit. And so, Spree, you talked about some stuff that happened last year. This year, you got a couple things that it's putting it back in the uh, pop culture lexicon. One is we're, we are now in what we uh, um, uh, refer to as the Me Too era. And take that for whatever that means. Um, you know, it's either praised or blamed or whatever whatever you want to call it. I think a lot of people uh, use it incorrectly. Like when we were talking about uh, Halloween, uh, the, the new Halloween I'll movie. I'll go a step further and say it's been weaponized. Ooh, that's yeah. That's a that's a really good uh, call. So anyway, so this year, you know, it's it's you know it's in a post Me Too thing, and. Um, and radio stations are finally saying, "Yeah, you know what? We're not playing that. It's uh, it, it's it's, th- it's way too rapey." And I think some of those stations, it's be- that song is becoming the most requested mm-hmm. simply because they're banning, they're yeah. they're creating a Streisand effect. Do we have a count on how many? I've seen three personally that uh, on news reports that have said they're going to remove from the rotation. I, I don't did- know if there's any more. I didn't do that research. I know. Okay. I know the the station that is down the hall from the station I work at. They haven't played it for three years, and they made no oh, wow. big deal about it. It was one of those things where um, the uh, program director just kind of saw the writing on the wall and said, "You know what? We're just gonna proactively and quietly just kind of move this out of the rotation." So, and, so how long until Rudolph is out of rotation? 
<laughs> I, well, I'll, I'll, I'll counter that with the country station here. They play some uh, country Christmas stations here in Bullhead City, Arizona, where I'm at. They're uh, called K-Flag. Okay. Uh, they responded with this by, pay, by playing three different versions of Baby Geeks Troll outside each day. Nice. See, Arizona gets week. it. Arizona gets it. <laughs> Arizona colon pro-rape. I love it. Yeah. I love it. So, okay. So, Quaaludes. So, <laughs> so so that's kind of that's kind of where we're at today is that um you know uh any any time i see any kind of like think piece about anything holiday holiday related it kind of makes my skin crawl and um and i remember last year you know vox put out like you know some huge freaking think piece about it and really kind of the sentiment this year is you know maybe we can just let this song go well, and just kind of before these npcs i i just i want i want to ask how does it feel knowing you are proving bill o'reilly right when it comes to the, his whole war on christmas spiel as i say that's the most ironic thing out of this is that there's been years there's been no valid war on christmas until me Too the me too era came along and it's not even for the reason the war on christmas was supposedly happening in the first place good fucking lord people so, so could either of you guys elaborate on well, that? In Bill O'Reilly's of- war on Christmas, or well, not his war on Christmas. He every time December rolls around, he goes, "There's a war on Christmas." Blah. blah, blah. It's, it has yeah. more to do with the uh, the Christianity aspect of it. Mm. Oh, okay. Or the actual happy holidays instead of Merry Christmas, and, and because they want to be all, we want to be all inclusive. I'm of the mind of just. If you say something to me, I'll say it to you. Just be fucking nice this year. And this removing year, the nativity scenes. Be fucking from- nice. <laughs> yeah. It, Okay. Oh, okay. Bill was doing a lot of crying wolf, but now yeah. he's he's actually being proven right. Gotcha. Okay, and um, so yeah, where where to go from there? So I, well, I, I was gonna say with uh, baby, it's cold outside. Uh, I don't know where I heard this phrase, but it works for this mm-hmm. song particularly. Content is king. Context is God. God oh. is dead. Wow! Yep, because it's true. The, the context, the context of the song, it's not bad, right? It was written in the 1940s, I believe, or was it 50s? Yeah. Okay. So, no, so, so let so let's let's stop there for a sec because I I've I've got some info here. Um, so basically, I so I went on a little bit of a deep dive on this. Um, because I mean, well, because again, this has come up a few different times. So, so some of this stuff stick uh, sticks. Um, it was uh, it was written in 1944 uh, by a, a guy named Frank Lozier. Um, it's a call and response duet uh, with a host. Uh, usually performed by a male voice, uh, tries to convince a guest, usually performed by a female voice, that she should stay the evening because the weather is cold and the trip home would be difficult. While the lyrics make no mention of any holiday, it is popularly uh, regarded as a Christmas song due to its weather theme. We continue. Uh, The song, uh, this guy, uh, Lozier, uh, wrote the song for his wife and himself to perform in parties. Um, So... Um, 
he uh, he then later sold the song in oh I've got I've got my notes mixed up. Um, anyway, sorry. So he he sold the song to MGM and it was used in the 1949 film called Neptune's Daughter. Um, it was sung in the movie by Esther Williams and Ricardo Montalban and by Bred, uh, Betty Garrett and Red Skelton and ended up winning the Academy Award for Best Original Song. Um, and it's been since covered by you know countless artists and is considered to be a holiday classic. Uh, the part that, that I wanted to mention, though, was um, I, I learned that this was a thing during the 40s. So like basically what would happen is like these Hollywood celebrities would go to parties and whatnot and you would be expected to perform. So like if you're like, Frank Sinatra or something like that they they would expect you to perform and do do a number or two so basically in 1944 uh, Frank Lozier wrote Baby It's Cold Outside for his wife uh, Lynn Garland and himself to sing at a housewarming party in New York City at the Navarro Hotel uh, they sang the song to indicate to guests that it was time to leave so it was really kind of like the closer uh, type of thing, and it was it, that era. Time I saw it at closing time. That, that's basically what it was. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, so so that's that's how it kind of started. Is it's like it's it's not. Um, uh, you know, like one, one of the criticisms is kind of like the power dynamic, or at least perceived power dynamic between you know, like an over over eager gentleman caller and a quote unquote innocent lady that's just trying to leave. The original intent was that it was a husband and wife doing this kind of back and forth, but, but also uh, type of thing. But also, there's two halves to the song, and the radio stations only play the first half. Exactly, mm. and and we'll uh, uh, we'll get to that in a few. I I, I actually uh, um, I've got well, you know, fuck it, we're gonna play that now since since we we're talking about that. All right, so this this is the other half of it from. Uh, from Neptune's Daughter, the 1949 movie, um, as performed by Betty Garrett and Red Skelton. And just listen to the way that the lyrics are and let me know what you think. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. This evening I've been hoping that you'd drop so me. So very nice. I'll hold your hand. They're just like My father will start to worry. Beautiful, what's your and father will be facing the floor. Listen to the fireplace so roll. Really hot, better scurry. Beautiful, please don't hurry. Maybe just a little drink more. Put some records on while I pull. The neighbors might But baby, think. it's bad out there. Say what's in this no dream. No pads to be had Whoa. out there. Whoa. She just roofied that fucker. Well, that's... Like yeah, I'll dress that in a second. Yeah. I'll take your hat. I ought to say no, no, senor. At least I'm going to say that I tried. What's the sense of hurting my pride? Oh, baby, don't hold out. But it's cold outside. All right, so we we kind of get the idea on that. So, so yeah, so somehow that will be spun into empowering women everywhere to trap their men. Uh, however but, they can to get but, them to stay. And, and the other way around, it's the worst thing in the world. And I, I'm not trying to downplay rape. I mean, it, it is a god-awful, horrible, uh, vile crime that, like I said before, should be maximum time in jail until you die, sure. castrated the most painful, painful way possible. This song does not promote rape in any way. Uh, I, <laughs> well, to, to go from there, jump off from there, it really reflects the time that that song was written. Right. Because mm-hmm. it was a time when it was socially unacceptable for an unmarried man or woman to 
stay the night with another unmarried man or a woman. Like it was very socially taboo. Exactly. And but and also the the whole what's in this drink thing that that's it was more a phrase of you're saying something you shouldn't say out loud and it's like and you're just trying to blame it on the drink. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that was a common turn of phrase during that time period. So but it's like, like I said context is dead. Well, and and the huge problem with with all of this is that you're taking something from 50 years ago and putting it through a 2018 kaleidoscope. Um, Because, you know, talking about, like, what's in this drink? Oh, man, you totally... You know, uh, Rohypnol wasn't invented until, like, 1971. Yeah. um, Or developed, or however however you want to call it. But, but, I mean, there there was no roofies in in 1944. Um, And it's the same type of thing that uh, King Kong has gone through. uh Uh-huh. Where... You're you're looking at this movie from a current year lens and saying, oh, it's a super racist movie. But when you actually read interviews from the creator of the movie itself, it's they were like, we had no intention of doing that. We just wanted to make a movie or we just wanted to tell a story here. There was no but ill free, will. But Spree, don't you know that all that matters now is the underlying tones and the perception of now. That's all that matters. Yeah, what is, is, don't they call that... Uh, death of the offer or something like that something like that yeah mm-hmm. yep. well and and unfortunately and, and this is you know kind of a tangent a little bit there there comes a part Drink. where the uh, i just did actually got some of my nice. uh, <laughs> uh my uh, delicious Your water but yeah oh. no um but no I, there there becomes a certain point where the art leaves the artist's hands and is turned over to the audience I, I I'm not saying that this is the case. I'm just saying that that's a thing. And I, I I I get that, but it's just I hate that because to me, the artist, the intent of the artist is what the intent is. Agreed. Yeah, I I I, I agree with you on that. So, um, but one one thing that did I mean, I, well, oh, go ahead. Another tangent or <laughs> an example of this is when uh, Slayer's song "Angel of Death" came out. It was just about a, uh, I forget the doctor's name, but he was the head doctor at Auschwitz. It was just about that. Oh, okay. Basically like a a documentary in song form. Uh Uh-huh. But it was twisted and turned into a white supremacist song. Oh, I see. Never mind the fact that only half of the members of the band are white. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and so that brings up the point of, where does intent fall in things like this? Because it's it's one of those things where, um, on one hand, there's intent, but on the flip side of that, there's perception. So, and arguably, perception is reality. So, well, by my perception, then uh, Black Panther is a racist ethno promote ethno state promotion. There it is. You can't say that. You're racist if you say that. <laughs> um, that's racist. <laughs> All right. But, I mean, we talked about this on previous, uh, I think it was the first installment, the fall TV preview, uh, where we were talking about the whole Batwoman fiasco, Bandit right. drink, uh, with the uh, her not being gay enough to play a already established gay superhero in right. comics. That doesn't make sense to me that, that that perception got to that point. When the reality of it shouldn't even matter. I mean, she's they're an actress, number one. She should be able to play whatever. Yeah, they're <laughs> actors, for fuck's sake. 
Well, right? I, well, I don't know. I I'm personally kind of pissed off and offended that that Christian Bale is stealing roles from actual fat people to you know fatten up to be Dick Cheney in that in that Vice movie. I saw I saw a preview Drink. for that earlier today. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean he's he's all fat. And I'm like, wait a minute, I could play Dick Cheney. I'm fat and old, and you know, just uh, anyway. So. Which- uh, to stay on this one tangent, just real quick, by the way, that's going to be up against Bohemian Rhapsody because the Golden Globes put comedy and musical together. Wow. And it actually said on the on the thing, uh, nominated for Best Picture, Comedy or Musical. Hey, uh, Killing Spree, do you, do you have that spoiler warning at the handy? <laughs> Since we're talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. Spoilers, Freddie Mercury gets AIDS. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's, I, I'm a terrible, awful person. So as 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 we move away from this, because you know we're we're kind of fishtailing here. There there was there was an aspect of this that I wanted to bring to the table that we haven't touched on yet, and I um I I forgot I forgot my source on this. I don't remember if I got it from a uh, from Snopes or uh, some other source, but it's an excerpt, um, and it uh, it basically. Uh, the inverse of this is that from a certain point of view, this is kind of a feminist anthem in a way. I've heard Bear, that too, and I don't get it. Bear with me. So, so yeah. At, yeah. So, uh, at, at a, and, and I'm reading at this point from this uh, uh, unnamed right. article that I don't remember where I got it from. That's good journalism. I have a journalism yeah. degree. Um, uh, at, you already did more work than most people would in this, so. Wow. Um, at, at the time period the song was written, quote unquote, good girls, especially young unmarried girls like uh, like Spree mentioned earlier, did not spend the night at a man's house unsupervised, uh, says uh, the pseudonymous author Slay Bell. She has the coolest name Wait, ever. Really? S L A Y B E L L E. Slay Bell uh, wrote There's the Christmas connection. Exactly. Uh, she wrote on the uh, feminist blog Persephone back in 2006, 12 years ago. This is, this is a song about sex, wanting it, having it, maybe having a long night of it by the fire, but it's not a song about rape. It's a song about the desires even good girls have. In 2015, a writer, Helen Rosner, uh, stripped out the part of the apparent aggressor and concluded that the song as clearly about, quote-unquote, a woman, a sexually aware woman worried about slut-shaming, um, as she put out in a tweet. Now, get this. I have a, So basically what she did in this tweet back in 2016 is she, she took the lyrics and took out all of the dude parts and stitched together all of the uh, um, uh, the girl parts. I said girl parts. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to read this out loud, and, and you guys okay. let me know what you think. I really can't stay... I've got to go away. This evening has been so very nice, but my mother will start to worry. My father will be pacing the floor, so really, I'd better scurry. Well, maybe just half a drink more. The neighbors might think, say, what's in this drink? I wish I knew how to break the spell, exclamation point. I ought to say, no, 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 sir. At least I'm going to say I tried. I really can't stay, but maybe it's cold outside. It continues. I simply must go. The answer is no. Uh, the uh, um, 
The welcome has been so nice and warm, but my sister will be suspicious. My brother will be there at the door. My uh, my maiden aunt's mind is vicious, but maybe just a cigarette more. I've got to go home. Say, lend me a coat. You've really been grand, but don't you see? There's bound to be talk tomorrow. At least there will be plenty implied! Exclamation point. I really can't stay. Oh, but it's cold outside. So the uh, the first two verses are both, one, I have to go, two, I'm having a great time, but three, I'm scared of my family's opinion, she wrote on Twitter. She simply wants to stay, is scared of the social ramifications of that choice, but in the end says fuck society's repressiveness and decides to stay. So if you think baby it's cold outside is creepy, you are robbing the woman in that song of her agency. <laughs> Rosner concludes, you are the problem. I'm not kidding. So, first off, how has, like, a Cardi B or whatever other things that are out there that call themselves singers, did they not sing just that part yet and put that out as a single in the midst of all this, if this is such a, quote-unquote, feminist power song well, the other at thing, its core? The thing I want to add is, uh, would the people that have written this still say that today? Or would they uh, flip because they don't want to be ostracized from their society. Well, it's interesting. For, for wrong think. <laughs> wrong think. I love it. You know what? I, I, I hate that it's such a distraction when I, when I get into these giggle fits, but a lot of the terminology that I, I don't, that I'm not exposed to just kind of just, just distracts me. And crack, it, it cracks me up. Wrong think. I love it. <laughs> well, I, I, get, I, get, I take it you haven't read 1984. It's been a while. Well, that, that's where it's yeah, from. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Oh, that's right. Probably should pick that up again, tangent drink. But anyway. I, <laughs> I, I had a buddy of mine that would read it once a year, like would make it a point to read it once a year. Just oh, it's to, a good book. Yeah, you know, and I, it's much like a lot of uh, uh, profound literature. I just, and, and it's short too. It, it's not a long read. I have a copy on my shelf, so at least I can say that. But, uh, but yeah. yeah there you go. Oh, if That's I may funny. add, please take a shot. Thank you. Um, <laughs> all right. So, but but one thing I did want to mention about um, what the creators would think today. Well, first they're super dead. But uh, but but Susan Loser, the uh, the daughter of Frank Lozier, uh, blamed the song's ban on its association with Bill Cosby after TV series like South Park and Saturday Night Live depicted the comedian performing the song following his sexual assault allegations for which he was no, later convicted. No, no, no. <laughs> all that stuff, went, all, all that the stuff that was said about Baby It's Call Us Out was long before South Park did their parody. Uh-huh. Yes. And that's in the Wikipedia, too. That that's I mean that is word for word where I copied that front of mine. I'm like that oh that doesn't God. seem legit, but I I want to read that just to just to be provocative and elicit a response from my co-host. So. If, if I can go back to uh, the that analysis you were reading yes. a moment ago, uh, it, it's pretty much spot on. But if I may add, the man isn't necessarily being aggressor; he's just providing excuses, right, to let her or so that she can do what she wants. Mm-hmm. It's so, the society that has come down on people like her, like on women at that time that said, hey, no, you can't do that or else you're going to be shunned from all society, right. basically. And that should be more of an outrage of the times than Miss 
construing. Literally. Really, this the song is seven years later. <laughs> really, the song's progressive for its time. Yeah. Oh, it is. <laughs> and, and 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 so that was the one of the questions I wanted to uh, kind of cap things off with. Is this is this a relic of its time? Um, I don't think it is because I okay. So so my kind of. Uh, kind of uh, um, tied up bow on how I how I feel about the song. I like it. I think I think it's fun. I think it's flirty. Um, I think it's great. That's another thing. It's just flirting. Yeah, when did flirting become rape? <laughs> Last year. Well, it, <laughs> Dave's not wrong. Uh, but but the one thing I did want to say, and the uh, the version I played for us earlier is specifically the Dean Martin version. Um, mm. Old Dino does sound a little um, forward. Right, Pete? Well, and that's that's the thing. And and all you know, just just to split the difference, I guess I'll call it that. But what what I mean by that is like uh, it's I I because I've had these discussions with other folks before in different contexts, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it's the problem is is that people are looking at something from 1944. Um, with 2018 sensibilities and applying those same sensibilities to a time that has passed. And I, you know, I make all the, the cases that, that, you know, we're talking about here, but at the end of it, I don't, I kind of, kind of shrug a little bit. I'm like, you know what? It's a, uh, it, it's not rapey, but it is a little creepy, uh, especially when, when, when Sozzle Dean Martin kind of, kind of leans into it um, a little bit. But do you say the same thing about the second half where it's the woman that's, being aggressive, no, and and quote unquote aggressive. And um, uh, thanks for bringing up that that clarification spree. Uh, my my leaning on that is specifically on that specific version. So so and, and all I'm saying is that like you know uh, Dean sounds like he's had a drink or two already. So that, that's that's all I'm saying. It's like you know and. I don't know. I I, I I don't know if that that torpedoes any particular perspective that I was making, but it was I, I just happened to be listening to it earlier today in preparation for for this, and I was listening a little cl- more closely. Not necessarily the lyrics. I'm not even. T- I'm not talking about the lyrics. I'm just talking about literally Dean Martin's delivery on it. He's just like has as as Let me take your hands. They're cold like ice. They'd be right. so warm if I put them in my jeans. You know, it's, it's, it's not, so it's it obviously isn't like that. But I mean, lyrically, I have no problem with this. And, you know, we we've had versions of this done, you know, as recently as last year, you know, mm-hmm. from, you know, the likes of, you know, Lady Gaga and uh, Michael Buble and all, all of these all of these other respectable artists are doing like this, you know, taboo song that that apparently um, uh, the culture has decided that is is a relic. If it was so much a relic, why haven't artists turned their back on it? Because you know how we could fix this this whole song: just have two gay people sing the song to each other. Boom, checkmate. No, yeah, you can't criticize it. No, nothing if they, they do. do. You're homophobic. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so I mean, so then that's just Frosty the Snowman at that point. You know, he's he's uh, homophobic and transphobic and <laughs> and all those other phobics. I I don't have that article in front of me, but I I found something on uh, uh, Daily Mail, I think it was, or Daily mm-hmm. Wire, Daily Wire, and it's it's breaking down. And, and again, it's tongue in cheek because you know uh, Daily Wire is a very uh, right leaning uh, publication, but it's 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 breaking down how. Uh, the the lyrics of Frosty the Snowman are so po- problematic because, like you know, he's a uh, um, his hat is made out of silk, so that means he's not vegan, and you know, just some some other like weird stuff in there. It 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 uh it cracked me up. If I if I find it, I'll uh um share what, that. What with does it say about today's society that it's the right that has the sense of humor? Yeah, right. no kidding. Because you know, <laughs> uh, traditionally conservatives generally not very funny. And and it cracks me up because like people will will uh, bristle at that and they'll say, well, look at like uh, you know folks like Dennis Miller and and Tim Allen, Bill and, Maher. and and it'll be like, yeah, look at those people, yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, so so the 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 common consensus that conservatives aren't generally funny I, is something that I believe in myself even though i i'm uh uh um right of center a bit and it's i don't know i i, I don't know how to speak to that <laughs> because i don't find a whole lot of uh conservative humor that i mean i well i, I just mean like generally speaking that yeah the right today has a sense of humor control or can meme oh yeah and all that stuff in the left they're no fun allowed right their memes are forced and yeah. it's just well, you have to think this way, otherwise you're a insert whatever is here. Basically, they are the moral Puritans today. Yeah, it's, well, it's just weird to me because, like the rest of us, I, I grew up in the like late or eighties, nineties, and whatnot. Right. Oh God! If any of this happened in our in our growing up era, I don't think people would have survived. I think there would have been full scale riots back then mm-hmm. i mean if twitter and facebook were a thing back then we wouldn't be here right now <laughs> oh, really wouldn't oh yeah i mean exactly i mean you know uh you know just with with uh virtue signaling and mm-hmm. and uh outrage oh, culture and... twitter and facebook were a thing and address. Crazy. You think Yellow was bad? That would have been like that across the country. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, so so uh, we we gotta Frank. we gotta move on. So before yeah. before I uh, you know uh, before we move on to the next topic, I want to touch on briefly this uh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer thing being uh, <laughs> seriously popular. Oh. So so um, can you guys guess the source of this particular think piece? It's the Huffington Post. Oh yeah, all ding dong day. It's yeah, fun. I was gonna say either Huff Post or Breitbart. Either one of those two. Well, Breitbart <laughs> would do it to be uh, ironic. Yeah. Are you yeah. sure? Oh, well, if they're the ones, if they're well, the ones saying that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is problematic, then yeah, it would be ironic coming from uh, Breitbart, whereas right. Huffington Post, they they probably mean they more than likely mean it. So yeah. yeah, so so basically, what what HuffPo did is they so it's not an actual piece, it's not a written piece. It, they they put out a video. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, right, right around uh, Thanksgiving time, um, and so um, uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer uh, aired back in 1964, 
And I think that's important for for context because that's what we were talking about so much with uh, with regards to uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside. But but yeah, apparently some of the themes are inappropriate for 2018 sensibilities. Among them uh, was uh, the bullying that that poor little Rudolph faces because of his red nose, including the verbal abuse from his father who be- tries because to characters up. cannot face adversity. Right. Exactly. They no, have to be like, very serious, I mean, like Ray. <laughs> yeah, it's like they just watched the first like ten minutes of the video and just said, "Hey, that's not right. I don't care about the rest of it. This part is what I have a problem with." So that way, that means that this is a this is not right for our society. People shouldn't be showing their kids this. Yeah, ne- ne- never mind. I, at I the end of the movie, that. everybody that bullied them realized they were wrong. Yeah. Well, what happened to morals and learning lessons and and. Uh, Aesop fails. Moral of the story. That's what. <laughs> no one wants to get to the moral of the story anymore. Well, see, no. I, I, I think all of us in our crusty old whiteness have have completely missed the point because uh, the 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 moral, the theme of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer is is really about being shunned for being different until those same people find a way to exploit the very characteristic they look down for you uh, on you to begin oh with. Postmodernism was a mistake. Yeah, so so we're we're using uh, uh, well again we're we're weaponizing disabilities. You know it's <laughs> so I wonder if Rudolph's red nose can uh, speak predator language or operate predator. T- <laughs> oh god damn it! We're not we're not litigating that now. That's that's terrible. I feel I even feel take bad. a shot. <laughs> I feel bad for bringing that yeah. up. Uh, but yeah, no. This uh, um, uh, among the other critiques were how Santa aids in the marginalizing of the young reindeer, as well as the bullying behind his coach, egging on the other reindeer to not let Rudolph play with them. Wait, uh, Santa. Was not directly involved with that, uh, the Rudolph game stuff? Yeah, I thought it was like the, the reindeer coach or something yeah, was, like that. Yeah, Santa was never there. Uh, <laughs> but it was all the other reindeer games. That means reindeer were playing them. Santa didn't have any control over the reindeer games. Right. Horrible movie, by the way. Take a drink. <laughs> hey, you get to see Charlie's Theron's tits in that, so I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of yeah. Take another drink. <laughs> yeah, no shit. God, that, that, that movie does suck. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's just... Um, I don't have any of the tweets in front of me. I just kind of like try to summarize the the HuffPo thing, but it's it's frustrating that again, it, it this is outrage culture gone mad. It's gone well, out of control. Um, well, now, now that I think about it, is Huffington Post being serious, or is this just clickbait? I think it's a little column A and a little of column B because I mean this it's is kind, this this is kind of on brand for them. But I do also allow for it being because even in the sources that that I was uh, researching, they're talking about the number of times it's been viewed. Now, I don't know what counts as a view, because like if I like, for example, I scrolled through it on my Twitter. I think it's when you play a video and it it goes for a certain amount. Well, I think it's just whenever you click play, it counts as a view or something like that. Well, there's autoplay, too, but I think it has to play for like. Either eight or ten seconds, I think, is right. what it counts like as a play. So they they got at least a half a dozen views from me just uh, just for research purposes. Yeah. So if they're if they are reporting number of clicks, Spree, I think you're onto something. To where you know, like in terms of like calculating ad revenue and mm. uh, reach and um, content clicks and things like that. 
Um, I mean, because it, it does come across as very sensationalist. Um, at least the HuffPo piece does. But the thing that that is separate from that is like all of the freaking tweets and posts and stuff. Um, you know, from from like you know the 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 blue check people. Um, and it's just like I don't. Well, it's so weird because there are a lot of times I will see tweets from people with with verified blue checks, and I'm like, I don't know who this person is. And and you click on them, and they have like a you know very unremarkable description. You know, it's like yeah. I, I I literally don't know who this is, but yet somehow they have a well, verified Twitter account. The only thing you can really guarantee from a blue check mark is the person is probably shitty. <laughs> <laughs> Remove the blue check mark from my name. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, it's it's. I think that when you have like, I mean, this is kind of. I mean, we talked about being clickbait, but does this fall in the category of virtue signaling a little bit? Um, I I ask that based upon the response from other people, not necessarily from the the piece and an in and of itself. I don't know. It just, uh, yeah, just the way that, that spree put it out there just really kind of made me think of it from a, from a whole different angle that I hadn't, hadn't quite considered. Um, well, uh, I'll, I'll speak, I'll speak from being, uh, a parent and this is kind of a scary thing as more and more parents are getting on Twitter and these social media platforms and seeing stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And in a way it's like, for lack of a better term, scaring them into not letting their kids watch this stuff when yeah, it has no, when it does no harm to them. Yeah, earlier <laughs> in the year, this, them. yeah, earlier in the year, this was going on with uh, the Disney princess movies. Yeah, like some, uh, somebody put out some a, stupid piece. Of, or some there, celebrity said something that's out there that um, they were doing like the Little Mermaid or something. And they removed one of the songs because it uh, it was either like rapey or sexual assaulty or something having to do with the Me Too movement, and they removed the song, and it had absolutely nothing to do with that at all. It's just, once again, back to the interpretation. Well, that's, that's. I mean, you know, we're tangenting, and, and again... Take a it, drink. It, I mean, you, you probably need medical attention at this point for the uh, for the amount of alcohol poisoning. It's like, take me to the hospital, I'll have alcohol poisoning. Oh, I, right. I was listening to the shitlords and friends. Oh, okay, we'll, we'll take care of you, buddy. But no, that that's that's a major plot point in The Little Mermaid. It's, it's, I would imagine mm-hmm. the song is Kiss the Girl, where basically... Yep, like you know, uh, the Little Mermaid who now has legs but no voice is in mm-hmm. in uh, like a romantic boat ride with uh, this prince dude. They and, both want it. Oh yeah, I mean they want a bone hard. But see, oh oh, wait a sec, wait a sec. So since she she traded her voice for legs, she can't consent. That's yep. what it is. That's oh my is. god. That's it, exactly what it, it is. is. It's like <laughs> it's like how can you say no when you got no voice? Meanwhile, the that that stupid fish and that adorable crab are just like, yeah, yeah, get it. Get it. Get in on that. <laughs> Baby, it's cold outside. Take you a fucking take pants off. <laughs> god damn NPCs. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my god! Take a bunch of drinks for that one. So <laughs> I, I think I think that's all I have to say about um, about Rudolph and Baby. It's mm. cold outside because um, this is probably like the the most inappropriate I've gotten on my own show ever. You know, just talking about <laughs> yeah. That's get it, Prince Eric. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> we need uh, like 
way to like get that sound bite. Yeah. <laughs> if you were on Patreon, you'd be removed by now. Yes. Yeah. Sand. Oh, if you were on Twitch, I think at this point you'd be removed by now. <laughs> Good thing I don't know what any of those are. So. Well, I, I brought up Twitch because that can uh, segue into our next topic, uh, Spree. Ah, yes. The video games. <laughs> yes. Specifically Sony, because Sony likes to copy Nintendo a lot. Sure. And I guess they look back at 90s, Nintendo's like, you know, that's censorship. I think that's a good idea. Yep. <laughs> I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, I think there was back in, uh, yeah, in October, there was a game that was supposed to come out called Senran Kagura Burst Renewal. Or for the Western release, because it's been out in Japan. Okay. But they had to delay it. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find the quote. Well, I, I was going to say, I mean, with a title that long, that is either a post-rock band or a anime-influenced type of, type of deal. Oh, it's... The game is very anime. Okay. But, but That'd it, be a hell of a game to play, by the way. Anime or... Uh, <laughs> Post rock band. Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. Just to quote uh, Xseed Games, the uh, the guys that do the localization, quote: "The release of Senran Kagura Burst Renewal will be slightly delayed as we remaster to remove the interactive intimacy mode from the PlayStation 4 version." The wait, what? The uh, it's called intimacy mode. Okay. Yep. So so we're getting down to some fucking. It's exactly no, what no, you think. No, yeah. it's not actual fucking because <laughs> this ha- this mode has been in the. Uh, I have brought them with me just for reference. Okay. The past two Senran Kagura games that were on the PS4, both of them got uh, rated M from the ESRB. All right. Mm-hmm. If they had actual sex, they'd be rated A for adult. So. The, oh sure. And basically, it's kind of like you're in. You interact with the. Uh, the characters. Okay. And it is kind of creepy at, when you actually see it in action, but here's the thing. It it was in the last two games. It was sure. A-OK. Uh-huh. And it is A-OK for the Japanese release, but now mm-hmm. it's suddenly not okay for the Western release. Hmm. And I should also add, uh, this game's going to be out on Steam as well, Okay, and it's going to be uncensored. Th- that mode's going to be in there. Okay. It's just well, for the PlayStation. The- they probably already knew that the modders were going to put it back in on the PC version anyway, so why bother even taking it out? Probably, but hmm. <laughs> but no, this is actually a... Uh, this was done at the request of... or I shouldn't say the request, the demand of Sony. Right. Because oh. the game was supposed to come out in October. Okay. And they got a last minute, hey, you got to change this, and that slight delay is January, apparently. Wow. Assuming it doesn't get pushed back even further. Uh, it won't be part of the Black Friday Bundaroo then? I don't know, but here's the thing. Uh, I was wondering, ask myself, like, what happened that had, would cha- make Sony change their position all, all of a sudden? Because they, for the longest time, they have definitely been a weeb-friendly uh, platform. Okay. And uh, apparently it's uh, that Sony Interactive Entertainment has moved their headquarters from Japan to California. Oh. So good old California is using their <laughs> influence to fuck over the rest of us. So yeah, so Sony's not only uh, forcing the, these censorship policies mm-hmm. on uh, the Western releases, they're also forcing their censorship on games that are only going to be released in Japan. Really? Yeah, and recently they or 
one of the heads of of Sony uh, Interactive Entertainment uh, finally addressed it. They're, they want a global standard. Uh, wow. Yeah, because they don't want Americans to uh, order the Japanese versions and get something different and go, hey, why can't we have that? And well, cause an uproar. Let me read the quote. About the censorship. We tried to meet global standards. Regarding the balance of freedom of expression and safety for the children, it's a tough problem to deal with. So Sony literally has this as their policy. <laughs> oh, this is love joy. So, so, <laughs> but Sony is being very hypocritical in their uh, censorship policies that I've noticed. So, so anime titties are not okay. All right. Yeah, all the stuff you can do in, say, Red Dead Redemption is a okay. The stuff you can do in the upcoming Last of Us games a okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, GTA Online. <laughs> yeah, but uh, also. Their PlayStation Classic, once again, Sony uh, stealing ideas from Nintendo, their little mini game or console has the original Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) A game literally named after a crime. (laughs) How are you shielding the children from that, you cunts? Well, it's not wrong. Well, and, and what cracks me up about that is I mean, one, that game sucks. Grand Theft the Auto, well, yeah. regardless, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto is not a great game, and I, I don't think it belongs on a PlayStation One classic thing. I mean, it, it wasn't until Grand Theft Auto Three, you know, really kind of transcended and broke well, out from a PlayStation Two that that you know anybody even gave a shit about the brand. But well, so, if you remember, San Andreas uh, came out, and you could actually. Like it didn't show anything, but the the illusion was there that you would basically fuck a, fuck a uh, well, prostitute in the car, that, that, and that, that was, was in the early version. Oh, okay. I was going to say, wait a sec. I thought that was a mod. I, I was thinking of Hot Coffee, no. but that's something no, else. No, Hot Coffee was, was actually, part of the actual game. It was just cut out. Right, okay. Yeah, they, but they didn't actually the, remove all the files. They just kind of buried it because uh, yeah, it's yeah. more cost-effective <laughs> to do it that way. It's true. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, Sony is – they want to shield the children – Yes. So what the fuck's the point of the ESRB then? Because I mean, that's what the ESRB is for, and all these other ra- or whatever rating systems that mm-hmm. Europe or Asia have, or whatever their equivalent is. It that's kind of the point. To say, hey, here's a little indicator saying this game's probably not okay for your kid. See, here's where I think I think Sony's trying to get ahead of the game because we have chill, little tiny son of a bitch over here who cries to his mommy until he gets Red Dead Redemption 2 or Grand Theft Auto and is online telling people that they're going to rape their mothers because they got killed in a video game. Well, That's no, why they're preemptively doing this. Well, because only, they know that the parents are going to buy it for these little shit. No, I disagree full heartedly. They're, do, they're only doing this to niche uh, fan service type games. They're not doing this to the AAA games. That's why I oh, said Last of oh, Us and Red okay. Dead Redemption. Those, I didn't know they were doing it to that. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> it's just the, anim, the Japanese uh Fan service type games. Oh yeah, that's okay. That's because there's also uh, <laughs> visual novels that are being censored mm-hmm. on uh, Sony, but not on Nintendo Switch. <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> the is the one that- now that is okay with fucking anime titties. <laughs> what a time to be alive! Nintendo is more liberal than Sony when it comes to this. <laughs> yeah, oh, good God. You know, yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> Nintendo is where uh, 
Senran Kagura originated from. Like, it was originally a, uh, a 3DS exclusive. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, so Nintendo, for a long, t- long time ago, got, at least when it came to third-party games, mm-hmm. was just let them do whatever, as long as it met the... Uh, as long as it wasn't, like, uh, rated A or whatever. Oh, okay, sure. Mm. Gotcha. Uh, well, and that's... Yeah, that's that's really interesting. I, uh, um, man, there's a lot to unpack there because really, um, it sounds like that if I if Spree, if I'm understanding you correctly, you're you're more upset about the the censorship than yeah, than, it's the it's yeah, it's not the intimacy mode in Senran Kagura that got or the fact that that it's in and of itself was removed. Yeah, I never used I never bothered with it in the last two games. Sure, it's. The principle of the matter, right? I fucking it's a selective hate selective censorship. Yeah, I fucking hate censorship. Well, and and when we're talking about like a quote unquote global standard, that's terrifying. No, yeah, because mm. what's okay in Japan isn't okay in the United States, and vice versa. So, right, you're never going to get a global standard. We're actually by by far one of the more conservative countries that's not uh, Muslim based. We're we're the most like snotty, uptight sons of bitches on this planet when it comes to that. Yeah. I mean, you have women walking with their titties out over in Europe, Japan, you don't want to know what they do over there. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to stuff, I, I mean, we but, are so uptight that we shouldn't, it shouldn't, it sounds like it's going to be more of a not globalized standard, but an American standard that's going to be forced worldwide. Well, it's not, I, I would say Europe hasn't been exactly uh, liberal in this aspect either. Sure. Oh, they haven't. Oh, okay. Because, no, well, that's a whole other thing. Oh, okay. But yeah, I was okay. gonna say yeah. what Sony Drink. is doing. It's <laughs> it's clear cut to me that it's a bunch of NPCs in California trying to social engineer. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. Yeah. All right. Time out. I gotta stop you there because, like, you, you've made you've made reference to this a couple times. And I keep trying to find the right opportune time to jump in and interrupt. You keep referring to NPCs. Yes, that's the new way to refer to. Uh, well, take a shot. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the proper way to refer to SJWs now. So let me give a little backstory. All right, NPC is a video game term. It right. means non-playable character. Right. Like and, you'll see them in like role-playing games and and yeah, things like uh, that. I'll, I'll, I'm going to use say the same things over and over. Yeah, I'm going to use <laughs> yep. Grand Theft Auto as an example because it's an open-world game and it's full of NPCs. Sure. NPCs have pre-programmed lines. They say those same lines over and over again. They never change. Mm-hmm. But sometimes, some there's a very specific circumstance <laughs> they'll glitch the fuck out, and it's super mm-hmm. awkward for everybody. Yep. And that's what SJWs do. They okay. regurgitate the same pre-programmed lines. Uh huh. And if you do, you say or do something, they will glitch the fuck out. Hmm. For example, the, the standard joke when it comes to NPCs, as you'll see, like a gray form of a human, not really a human, but a great with a, with a little robotic looking face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And it will say, either above or below it, orange man bad, referring to Trump. And that's basically what the basis of their argument is. They, they, it, he, could be, he could cure cancer, they would say orange man bad. And until you, and you can keep, like, bashing them with actual facts and stuff, that's when they glitch out. That's where the glitch that Spree's talking about. Kevin or, well, well, let's say, uh, Let's say you have a uh, a, a criticism of uh, Islam as a religion. Okay. Yeah. Like some certain aspect of it. Sure. 
You say that to an NPC, they will glitch the fuck out and start calling you racist, Islamophobic, and all that right, other stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. That, so, so yeah, that that's our uh, take a shot tangent of what NPCs yeah. are. <laughs> I think that's on topic because I didn't know. I mean, it's like I, I remember like uh, once upon a time for for my topic, instead of uh, baby it's cold outside and, and uh, outrage culture, I was going to talk about uh, Bill Maher and some of the the uh, comments he made after Stanley's passing, which I'm, I'm not going to litigate that now. I don't want to get distracted. But but I saw a bunch of different I think, Spree, I think you said me a bunch of things, too. Um, and like in the captions, I would see MPC Bill Maher. And I'm like, why? So, so Bill Maher is a, a shop owner in Final Fantasy three. I don't, I, yes. I, I don't, I don't understand. It's like, well, he no, does regurgitate you, you, same you, old stuff. Oh, you want to you go know. to the village in the east? You want to go to the village in the east? And and that's, I mean, oh, I want to buy a sword from you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, this, this one's broken. <laughs> okay, I I understand now. That that, that yeah, makes a lot this, more sense. This is totally social engineering. They they want yeah. you. A select few of pe- group of people want the rest of us to think and feel a certain way. And mm-hmm. what better way to get people to do that than by controlling their entertainment? Yeah. Like, we're seeing it across the board. Not just video games. We're seeing it in Star Wars, Star Trek, Marvel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the list goes on and on and on. I mean, and, hell, at this point, we can't even lump the Oscars in with that. I mean, with the whole Kevin Hart thing that's happened this week. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, th- those Hollywood uh, award shows, they're... They're not just about. They're not about the awards or celebrating the art anymore. It's all right. about Orange Man bad. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and because Kevin Hart said something he probably shouldn't have. What eight years ago? I think it was. Yeah. 2010, so 2011 time frame. Yeah. So basically, he got James Gunn. Is from what I'm understanding. Yeah. But like, nobody's so- coming out and defending him like James Gunn. Right. No. Because he, I, I don't know if right. he's ever come out and supported Orange Man bad or not, or if he's talked against him, but. For some reason, he didn't have the support that James Gunn did during the during the same exact thing. Well, either because James is connected to Mar- uh, the precious Marvel movies, overrated as fuck, may I add? <laughs> you you can add that, but um, <laughs> we we can litigate that at a different time. Yeah. Yeah. But. But yeah, I know. I mean, who's even qualified to host the Oscars anymore with all the shit that's happening in Hollywood? Yeah, I mean, everybody say, Hollywood has is full of absolute <laughs> creeps. Just yeah, and, and I mean, I, outside of Tom Hanks, who can host this damn show that that people will actually not find dirt on dirt on? Yeah, I mean that that's going to be a hard day at the office. Oh, they can when... find dirt on Peyton Manning. They'll find dirt on Tom Hanks. <laughs> Oh no! no <laughs> chicken you know chicken who... parm, you taste so good. Oh no! So I mean, no. so so is that like like uh kind of like a baby? It's cold outside type of thing. It's like chicken parm, you taste so good. Now you need to take your pants off or something. I don't know. It's, <laughs> uh, it's, I can't remember how many years ago he got accused of something rapey vibes or something from from chicken parmesan sandwiches. Yeah. I could go for a chicken parm sandwich about now. Um, it's like right. four drinks there. <laughs> But yeah, so, Sony's shit in the bed, but unfortunately, I don't think anything's going to come of this because they're yeah. targeting a, a very small section of the gaming community. They're right. not targeting the big name titles. Yeah. So I don't see this going away. I, I'm done with Sony. I, their PlayStation 5 could be the greatest thing ever, and I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to give it a hard pass. 
and that's the thing with this kind of stuff. Like it starts with this, what, with what's going on right now with the Japanese titles. What's to stop them from having these standards for well, they, like the next Red Dead that comes out, the next Dead or Alive if they ever make that a game well, again, I think stuff like that. They might be. Well, what they're probably doing is testing the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or, or basically they're boiling the frog to death. <laughs> I'm in a blender. Well, it, <laughs> the gay frog, Mike. What? You don't look. You don't. I, you look like you don't know what that. Phrase I, means. I don't. I don't know what that. It basically means. means uh, is, is this well, a instead Pepe of throwing? Thing? A, well, if you throw a frog into a pot of boiling water, it's uh-huh. going to jump out. Yeah, but if you put it in normal water, and you just slowly uh. turn the temperature up, eventually you're going to boil the frog to death because it it's built up or it's gotten used to that water. Or being oh, hot, yeah, getting sure, hotter and sure. hotter and hotter. See, I thought if he mm. just like you know kicked his little legs, kicked his little legs. Next thing you know, that frog is standing on a on a pile of cheese. But that that that's a different thing <laughs> entirely. <laughs> go go watch yes, Catch yes, Me if you is. can. Speaking of Tom Hanks, um, uh. <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah, it's I I would be interested to see because I mean it's. <sighs> Where you're coming from, Spree, it, it seems like, again, this is this is like super niche uh, not for a larger audience. And to Dave's point, it would be interesting to see how they test the waters out. And um, I don't really see anything changing in, say, like, you know, like a, a Red Dead Redemption um, or like a Grand Theft Auto or something like that. Yeah. Because I, I don't... I, I think... The the um, I don't see people getting as incensed about violence as say is like you know in like 1993 when we got the ESRB to begin with, like mm. you know and and it's kind of interesting. I mean like I mean to to dwell on that for a hot second. When all of this game rating stuff came out, there there were two titles that were thrown around most prominently: Mortal Kombat, obviously. Um, But then the game that nobody remembers was in this conversation was Night Trap. And that had kind of like some, you know, mildly um, exploitative, suggestive uh, content to it. You know, it's like, you know, people running around in like their underwear and stuff and like, you know, a slumber party type of type of situation. But it seems like that kind of content kind of sort of just kind of went away or at least went you know, kind of, kind of more to the fringe and to uh, niche, whereas yeah. violence somewhere along the way just became socially acceptable. Um, because, like for example, like I I saw um trailer trailer for Mortal Kombat 11, uh, the new yeah. one that that's that's going to be out looks, looks fucking rad. Well, I mean, I, I kinda, tangent real quick, take a shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That trailer yes. was getting me hyped until the music kicked in. Uh, totally ruined it really? for me. I did not like it. Aww. All right. Call me crazy, but rap doesn't crazy. fit Mortal Kombat. Techno does. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. true. But yeah. I saw a lot of <laughs> stupid defenses. I'm like, the song's violent. Mortal Kombat's violent. Therefore, it makes sense. I'm like, fuck off. Oh, that's just How stupid. many of you assholes would say Cannibal Corpse is fitting for uh, Mortal Kombat? Yeah, see, that. that's, I mean... Whether we like it or not, that was the estab- that was the aesthetic 
that was established, you know, just from that, from that, from that doofy song and whether we like it or not, we're stuck with it. But I, I mean, I, I got a quarter chub when like, you know, Mortal Kombat three looking era, uh, Scorpion showed up. I'm like, oh, yeah. hey, that's, I, I, I'm, I, I would have preferred the yeah. more, uh, the quilted vest of Mortal Kombat two, but that's, that's just me. Yeah. But, but, mm-hmm. but my point being is like, I'm seeing this on like my Facebook and Twitter feeds and it's, it's unabashedly violent, you know, and yeah. I don't think in 1993 or 1997, you know, something like that would fly as um, uh, publicly or, you know, just something that's just kind of there. And it it, di- it didn't necessarily throw me off, but it was just one of those things. I'm like, wow, he just put a spear through that dude's head and it's all just, you know, it's it's the blood and gore that you would expect from a Mortal Kombat game, but it's just kind of there on my social media platform. I didn't even have to click into it. It just auto-played. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. But 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 I, I think as Americans, that's kind of where we're at. You know, hyper-violence, A-OK. Bare titties, not so much. You know, you know it, it, it's... To it, me, un-American. It's not even, it's not even bare-ass titties. It's just the fact that there are titties there that jiggle. Yeah. Yeah, and and even in this this I mean, uh, uh, Soul Calibur, uh, the most recent one was uh-huh. getting shit because of uh, one of the characters, uh, Ivy. Uh huh. Because mm-hmm. uh, Namco or whoever developed it, unlike some of the other developers that are toning it down, they're uh-huh. like, you know what? Fuck this. We know our audience. Right. You want big titties? You want skimpy costumes? We're gonna give them to you in spades. Yeah, you know, and, and, and... A... go ahead, Dave. Oh, go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, that's the thing, and that's where my comment about the Slippery Slope came in. That's like, maybe they're trying this out to try and get a conformity for us in the U.S. to be conformed around the world, because Uh, it's all about everyone plays this, everything's for everyone, no more of these niche uh, games for certain audiences. They want everything to be for everybody. What's going to be interesting to see And that's not the way to go. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how this affects the... Sony in Japan, because from my understanding, yeah. console sales are at an all-time low. Like console gaming is yep. dying there. I believe uh, Nintendo's the, the the Switch is the top selling one over there, and that's mostly uh, because has it, been for a while. Yeah, and that's mostly <laughs> because the the Switch is also mobile. Yeah, and mobile yeah. game is huge over there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it it took Nintendo um, a, a step or two to to figure it out, but they finally figured it out because like with that that portable playability. Um, that the that the switch offers, I I think they finally cracked the code, and it's like, yeah, I mean, because I mean, they, there were there were more people buying DSs than there were Wiis, you know, that, that oh, kind yeah. of thing, or GameCube or, or whatever. So so yeah, if they, they if, can hack the Wiis here. Sure, <laughs> but but yeah, I mean, you know, once they kind of crack that code, that so I I could see Nintendo kind of surviving a new console war, but I don't I don't think Sony's going to weather this, especially since looping it all the way back around. You know, you <laughs> you can get this on Steam. So yeah, I that's, mean, that's well, that leads into a, another thing. Steam is really, really they flip flop horribly on yeah. uh, adult oh, content. They do like they uh, do <laughs> like before it was like they were really restrictive on it. And then they were going to open the floodgates as long as it's not illegal. And I don't know how they constitute what is or is not illegal in a fictional context. But now uh, they banned a... I can't remember the name of it, but there's a there's a visual novel game okay. that's supposed to come out on Steam. Like, they were going to put out a uh, a version that, for, that anybody could play. Like, to, a totally censored version. And that got mm. pulled. 
Like it's no it's no longer available for a pre order on Steam. Interesting. So because I, I, it has some sort of elements that would make it against whatever their uh, that's just it. That's arbitrary just, rules are. That's just <laughs> it. I don't understand what how they define what is or is not illegal. Like if it's if there's like there's something like a something sexual with a minor in one game, and they'll say. It is fictional, but it is a crime, so we're not going to have it. So does that mean Grand Theft Auto V is going to be removed? Right. Well, and mm-hmm. and and we've we've mentioned this a, a number of different ways. There just aren't the number. Uh, there isn't the sales muscle, you know, behind uh, something like this versus say like you know a heritage franchise like Grand Theft Auto. They're like, mm-hmm. oh no, we 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 wouldn't we wouldn't risk it, but why they're choosing to make a stand on smaller things like this again it's it's testing the waters as you said spree but yeah it's no, just, yeah it's, i i don't get the precedent it's like it's like why i mean who who does that serve it's I, like i i go back and blame uh the California. okay but, yeah it's the it's the everything needs to be for everybody movement and that's where we're at now no yeah, yeah everything they, needs to be made for everybody they they know they can't outright ban all this bad stuff about backlash, so they're just slowly but surely chipping away. Mm-hmm. And they're they're getting what they want, and all, and all these stupid fucking game journalists are like, they're not gonna take your games away. It's gonna be okay. It's like, fuck you. They are taking our games away. <laughs> Goddamn daft cunts. You know, and and it and it kind of you know it, it sounds like they're kind of trying to do it in a quiet type of hopefully you won't notice type of way. You oh, that's know, exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. So not entirely unlike I was telling you about that that uh, uh, radio station that that instead of made it a point to say we're not playing Baby It's Cold Outside anymore, along with like those other three stations that Dave mentioned earlier, they took the approach of, you know, we're just going to quietly fade this out of our of our rotation and not really make a big deal about it. Maybe you'll notice it. Maybe you won't. But yeah, we're we're just gonna kind of try to try to uh, sneak this by you, and uh, Sony's failing in that aspect because the developers have to announce, "Hey, we have to delay this game because we have to censor it." Mm-hmm. And other games, and other uh, developers, outright canceled their Western release because they refused to censor their their work. Good for them. And I wonder if that that well, and and here's the thing too. Are we going to see a rise in, say, underground games? I mean, I, I don't know how that works. I don't know. If oh, you mean indie titles? Um, well, not just indie titles, but I mean, like you know, like stuff that's actually underground. I mean, oh, like, well, yeah, you you get that on PC because there there are other uh, uh, stores to buy PC games from uh-huh. besides mm-hmm. Steam. It's just Steam is to. Uh, PC gaming, what WWE is to professional wrestling. Gotcha. Yeah, they're like they're the big, player. they're the big boy in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's like Origin out there, but they they're exclusive to EA, I believe. Yeah, uh, games you got, like you get the Battlefield and like all the sports games, but not Grand Theft Auto or anything got, else made by Rockstar. And you got good old games, but they they they're quick to bend the knee when pressure's on them. I see. Mm-hmm. And you could also, uh, I imagine, a lot of these indie guys can sell their games on their own website or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it's just, but if, uh, they're not there at the, the stores if, to be seen. Yeah, but and, then, and that's the other thing that might be coming soon. I mean, if the new, the new Xbox model is anything that's 
telling of the future, they're not even going to have the disk drive in the next Xbox model. They've already announced that. Uh, it's not saying before PS4 slash 5. It's not the new Xbox. Uh, it's just a it's a like, it's just a version of the Xbox One. It doesn't have a disk drive. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and wow. and who knows if that's going to be that? Who knows? P, uh, Sony might take that and go, "Hey, PS5 doesn't need a disk drive. We'll have everything well, on I, hard drive now." I think what Xbox or what Microsoft is doing is like, let's put this out there, see if it sells, and if it doesn't. Uh, or if it doesn't se- sell, then we won't bother with uh, a discless yeah, uh, Xbox, whatever yeah. the next one is. But there'll be people who want the newest one just to have it, and that's going to drive up sales, and then they're going to... Well, yeah, but that, like, that, oh, that'd yeah, only that. be, be, be a spike. There would obviously be a uh, a downturn. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I, if, I like to have physical copies of, especially games I'm not able to find elsewhere, stuff like that. No, I, I'm with you I, there. I, I I don't want to trust that it's going to be on my hard hard drive, and then all of a sudden it disappears. I mean, drink tangent. Uh, there's people already that I've seen saying that stuff that they bought on iTunes, movies, songs have disappeared oh, off yeah. their playlist, like they didn't have it anymore. That scares me for the future with these uh, with this non physical uh, data stuff. Oh yeah, that that's why I'm very hesitant to jump from console to PC now because PC games are almost all digital. Mm-hmm. Like even like a, I think it was like Fallout 76 or whatever. Uh-huh. There if you bought like the a physical copy, the disc was just like a piece of cardboard. Yeah. Wow. But with a console game, correct me if I'm wrong, don't you still need some kind of online connectivity for the damn thing to work? Um I mean, for most games, yeah. Well, yeah, if it has an online if you want to play uh, like a multiplayer online then yeah, but like a lot okay. of games I buy now are sing- almost single player exclusive, so I don't need to be connected. Oh, okay, so so you could play Fallout seventy six and just do like one player campaign mode. I, and, and I don't and just, know about seventy six because I, I they sold that game as a mm as an MMO. Like, oh, okay. yeah, that, that's kind of like Destiny two was. It's all online. There's no. I mean, you could do solo missions, but you're in an open world still with other people who might be there as well. I knew there was a reason why I don't have time for all that stuff. I mean, just I mean, I because mean, I mean that's it's not the old days where you just put in a cartridge and you're, that, you're good and to you go. That's save what, files that you can save too. Yeah, yeah. It's like well, well, I've uh, I've got my memory card and you know it can yeah. pick up where I left off at, and I still have like you know uh, uh, Tommy Versetti still has all of his left. guns, and you know I st- I still got like you know three point six million dollars, and I could pay off the boss, but I'm just too busy shooting hookers in the street, and you know that's. <laughs> so I think we've taken several shots of tangents. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If I can just Welcome close. Back. If I could just close out my topic. Yeah, You're a yeah. Little bitch. That's for Sony. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Speaking uh, of frogs, <laughs> boiled frogs. Oh right. my gosh. All right, All right so well, so Dave, let's uh let's uh let's move on to you. Well, I I kind of want to uh touch on since Spree brought it up. I thought it would be go a different direction first, but we'll we'll jump onto a topic that Spree already mentioned. Uh you mentioned that the Steam was like the WWE of the PC world. That basically it's the the biggest one, the the monopoly. Yeah. Basically, does that mean it's the best? I don't know. I'd never used Steam before. Oh, okay. But that's probably that probably be the one difference between WWE and Steam. Steam probably has better quality. 
<laughs> I understood that reference. That was that was pretty yes, good. And and I am with you there. And that that's one of the things I wanted to talk about today is the direction of World Wrestling Entertainment under Vince McMahon and whatever brain cells he has left in his brain because he doesn't have me with the way things have gone. Hey, uh, Seattle is getting an XFL team, so I'm cool with that. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're going to have to invest in a whole lot more tarps to cover up the seats that they're not going to be using at CenturyLink Field. Like, like I've been to a soccer game and I've seen like you know how they they basically tarp off the entire 300 level. I would imagine mm-hmm. that they would have to do twice that uh for uh for the um uh for the xfl because i don't um i i don't understand why we're going to be playing arena football in in a full-scale football stadium but but that but that's too far afield but vince mcmahon and and the mismanagement of the wwe take us there yes well first off uh, i hope the seattle team is named the uh run it on the ones but uh <laughs> vince mcmahon <laughs> I can hear the seething through the microphone right now. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, Elias knew how to get heat up there. I, I should, I do too. But I uh, know the WWE has fallen off big time, and this is something we talked about a little bit uh, on previous podcasts as well, Mike, about some of the bigger deals that they've made this year as far as their TV rights are concerned. Now, I don't know if you kept up with this, free, but. They have sold, uh, the WWE sold the rights to SmackDown. They start October, I think it's like 24th, 2019, on all Fox affiliates around the country. Uh, they're going back wow. to Friday nights. They're staying live. And they sold it for $1 billion, with a B, dollars over five years. Oh, what was Fox thinking? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> exactly. Well, they got all that Disney money. What well, was this well, before they, the Disney buyout? or It was around the same time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I want to say it was like within a month or two. Uh, of the of the uh, Fox Disney thing being finalized, um, but then about a week or two after that, NBC Universal, who owns the USA Network, where Monday Night Raw is on, announced uh, uh, WWE announced that they have re-upped their contract to keep Raw on Monday nights on the USA Network for two point two five billion with a B dollars. So basically, they made about four point two five billion dollars in two weeks for a product that's shows. not even relevant anymore. Exactly. Did you watch Survivor Series free? I know. I know your answer, Mike, because you you don't watch wrestling. You're an adult. Right. We get it. Right. Yeah, I saw Survivor <laughs> Series. So, if I'm Fox, or if you're Fox, how do you feel seeing that the that the brand that you just sank two billion dollars into? How do you feel seeing how they were portrayed in Survivor Series? Like a fan, I'm scratching my head and like, what the fuck. So there's a lot exactly. of things. Well, so, okay, so well, if, I, if I could do a, a quick uh, take a shot tangent. Thank you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Dave, question. Uh, yeah. just, just yes or no. Were you, ever, were you a fan of uh, WCW when it was a thing? Yes. Did you Very see, much so. Did you see WWE's uh, Starcade? I didn't. I, it was like a one hour special of. The, of a three-hour event, basically. They, they basically... Uh, well, that, 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 that's what... That was like going to be my follow-up question. That was going to be my follow-up question is, was Starcade was always a waste of an hour? <laughs> no, no. In fact, no, that was their... That was technically their quote-unquote WrestleMania. It was like their biggest show of the year. That's when yeah. they had all the all the wrestling uh, storylines culminate. Year, year-long year things would, would be settled there. 
before we got the the Hogan Sting match after they had touched each yeah, other yeah. for over a year. Yeah, yeah. What, what, wasn't that the one where like Sting first came down from the rafters dressed up as the Crow? You know, if I if I remember remembering correctly, wasn't it one of them? That, that was his first match back since donning that. He didn't wrestle for I want to say sixteen months. Oh, geez. During this whole feud with Hogan, he didn't wrestle once. Wow. Ever. The way they built that storyline up was beyond perfect, to be honest with you. Mm. And it's stuff that we'll never see nowadays because the fucking fans are so fucking impatient to see their boy get skyrocketed to the top. Well, this is what happens when you appeal to internet smarks and not your uh, the general audience. But even the general audience is tuning out. This past well, That's week, what I mean. You're not December appealing to the general 4th, audience. De- December 3rd and 4th, 2018 saw the lowest ratings of all time for both Raw and SmackDown off of any network they've been on. They didn't even break a one in their wow. share or, wow. or in their, uh, well, their um, demographic. Well, let me ask a question and just uh, agree or disagree. Should okay. WCW have won? Yes. <laughs> After really? seeing everything that's happened, yes. Okay. And it was almost at that point, Mike. It was. 96. They were almost out of business. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean that's, I mean that was kind of when I was into stuff. I mean, so I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm tracking with that. So, so let me call a quick timeout here because, like, uh, I, I'm getting a little lost. I, okay. Yep. So, so Spree said something very specific earlier with regards to the product not being good, and then later on we we kind of laid this groundwork mm-hmm. about you know talking about pandering to. Uh, the, um, the internet in- smarks. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Either. Uh, smart mark. Smart oh. marks. So, so basically, okay. quote unquote, smart fans who think they know the business and find oh. out because they read the because they know the wrestlers' real names. Oh, yes. oh, so radio nerds, basically. Basically, okay. much, but in the wrestling world, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. So I I do understand. So I so I guess as as simply and as concisely, what happened? What what was what's uh, wrong with the WWE? Why well, why is it so bad? I think it was, you could blame it on uh, UFC getting big because it yeah. took away that audience, right? I don't even know if you can, though, anymore. I mean, well, UFC I, I mean, hasn't really just, been that big the last few years. Well, I, I, mean, I, really, mean when, I mean, when UFC was big, it took away that audience. I think that's when it started. Or uh, w- yeah. The downturn for WWE. That's sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I could see an argument for that. I think it's more of when the WWE started hiring soap opera and reality oh, TV writers that as too, opposed that to too. wrestling writers and wrestling fans that know the business and know how a storyline is fucking supposed to be scripted. Well, and, and <sighs> let, let, let me put it this way. Like, I remember, you know, it's like 2015 and, uh, the John Cena meme was King at KGRG <laughs> and the times yeah, were good. Yeah. And it seemed like all of my friends would would speak very highly about WWE and the and the things going on. I remember. Oh, when CM Punk was uh, running wild. 
Yeah. Well, no, this was after that even. This was even after that. This was 2015. So this was um, post-punk. Oh, well, so this was... Well, I used to do a Friday night show, so I was by myself most of the time. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, and I don't know what any of this was. I just played the John Cena meme because it made me laugh. Yeah. But but my point being is, like, there there were, I remember, like, there was a time in, like, you know, 15 and 16 and maybe parts of 17, but maybe not, where it seemed like everybody was was um okay with wwe but then like i could i could hear a tinge of disappointment like like dave i would talk to you spree i would talk to you and you guys would like be getting ready to go watch a pay-per-view and it would kind of like i i could feel that enthusiasm taper off oh yeah you you have like what the fuck payoffs Uh uh-huh uh like uh it became a chore that, that's really exactly what watching WWE is like today. It's like, why am I watching it? It's it's more out of a a habit. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like we would talk about hate watching Gotham and Designated Survivor for so long. Yeah. Uh, like it's it's at that point, and I think it's even past that point for some of us. I have many friends in my in my wrestling groups on Facebook that have turned off the WWE completely outside of pay per views. And that's because we have a contest in some of our groups to, to like pick the winners and stuff. And that's the only reason they <laughs> oh, watch sure, the paper. Sure. Um, but it's gotten to that point. And Spree, when was the last time you watched Raw? Did you watch this past week? Uh, yes, I did. Did you watch last week? Yeah, I. Like I said, it's a habit. I I have. So, kept so you watch. So you watched the same episode that aired this week last week, right? And then the week before that, and then the week before that. Yeah, this is where we're at, Mike. Oh, I see. Everything that happens, it happens the same thing every week. Literally, there was the same exact segment with pretty much the same exact payoff of the segment. Uh, Two women's wrestlers, Bailey and Sasha Banks, were in the ring doing a quote-unquote open forum press conference type thing for some fucking reason. And not only that, (laughs) we get recaps of the past week. Multiple times yes. throughout the show, and also recaps of what happened an hour ago. We got Roman Reigns announcing he had leukemia be thrown in our faces. I think I counted seven times the night he announced it. He announced it at the top of the show. They showed that video no less than seven times the next three hours. Wow. We saw it again. Tuesday night SmackDown, they opened the show with it, even though they're supposedly competing brands. That's how we're supposed to be. That's what we're supposed to suspend disbelief for in this world. They showed that again. They showed, I think, twice that night. They showed it again on NXT, the, the network-only show, to open their show. They showed it the, uh, at Crown Jewel from the beautiful and progressive country of Redacted, Saudi Arabia. They talked about it. He was supposed to wrestle there. Now, I don't know if you know what happened, but uh, Roman Reigns, he's basically like the top dog. He shouldn't be, but he is. Mm-hmm. He actually has not a storyline, nothing. He actually has it. He has 11 years ago beat it. It, re- it uh, came back. So hopefully okay. he can beat it again. But we don't need to have that beat into us 30 times in a week. Yeah, I mean, they don't, <laughs> they, don't, they don't do that when a wrestler dies. No. And hmm. I, I hated even thinking it, but it felt like it was a storyline because of how much they were showing it. That's how G did. Well, they did I incorporate it into a story. And oh, actually, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole other thing. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But yeah, <laughs> and and it's not, and it's actually supposed to get worse apparently. So be prepared for that. Free. <laughs> They're supposed to incorporate it more going into media. Um, okay. But there's also there's also stuff coming up, like the Royal Rumble down in Phoenix. I was excited to, to want to go to that. 
I don't know. Early reports have The Rock coming back and winning the Royal Rumble. Oh, that So would... he could challenge for the Universal title against Brock Lesnar, who's that never would... there. That would piss me off. Oh, no, it was supposed to be Rock versus Roman before Roman got cancer. Oh, jeez. So, okay. Yeah. So, uh... Gotta make Roman look strong, Rock! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stay strong, Roman. So, okay, so like what who would that appeal to, for example? So like, okay, so I'm 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 WWE agnostic. I haven't watched any okay. of any of this stuff in more years than I can count, but I know who some of the people are. But you know, it's like I'll see like like a flashback video of like The Rock doing promo and stuff, and it reminds me of like, holy shit! You know, I kind of missed the boat on The Rock. We've talked about this a lot on various episodes of the podcast. My point being is, are they trying to hook me with that? Yep, they are. That is exactly who they are targeting, and who they've tried to target to every WrestleMania season. I would say what about the last ten years, spree? Something like that. So they would have, like, The Undertaker come back. They would have The Rock come back. They'd have Stone Cold come back and do some stuff. They'd have all these legends come out, yeah. take spots from the current roster, take their time away, take their paydays away, and all because they want to get a quick 30-second-to-a-minute 30, 30 pop wow. and then not continue anything else forward for any of the current guys. There's a thing that, that's a reality in this company. It's called 50-50 booking. And that's what they're doing. So basically, nobody can made to be made to look stronger than anybody else except for probably two or three names up at the top. That's it. Otherwise, everyone else is on equal grounds. WWE is basically PCing themselves wow. into obscurity. <laughs> so it, well, some guys are made to look stronger than, or look weak because I don't take Samoa Joe seriously at all now. Hmm. No. <laughs> And he's a borderline 300-pound Samoan guy that can legitimately put you to sleep. But in he a real gets fight. beat constantly. <laughs> like he, he, when has he? When was the last time he won a big match? NXT. <sighs> oh, that's yeah. That, that was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> and that's 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 probably what's keeping people like me hooked in is they have the NXT, the developmental system, the guy where all the quote unquote indie darlings. People who in the independent scene and ROH, which is Ring of Honor, over in Japan, they signed them. They put them in this glorified independent company called NXT. Yeah. Don't really reference it much on TV except when they really need to. And it's one of the best things that's out there in wrestling today. Interesting. But if you take them out and put them on the main roster on TV, all of a sudden nobody can, knows what to do with these people. And they're some of the most talented people. They're 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 beyond they're they're pissing talent they're sitting talent they have more talent than probably a majority of the people on there don't know what to do with them wow yeah they need bookers not story writers exactly. right right and that's what it sounds like so so yeah I guess my question being on the periphery here is how do we fix this what what we can't think, you can't and and, I, and wow. I think we talked about this so no actually I do think that there is an out. And if the reports were true, and we've talked about this, I think, on the TV uh, preview show as well, Mike, mm. Fox wants the SmackDown brand to be, quote, more athletic, more wrestling-based. They don't want these mm. silly skits 
of, of the fashion police doing stupid stuff. They don't want the 20, 30 minute long promos, the, the press conferences, I, the con. I they think, want more athleticism. I think Fox is setting himself up for failure because part of what made professional wrestling so appealing is the, the spectacle of it. The, yeah. The skits, the promos, the buildup. Yeah. Oh, they wouldn't, cut, they wouldn't cut it all together, but they would scale it back. Where it's not like yeah, but, the most dominating part of but the think show. About, but think about the Attitude Era. Like, I know the wrestling that matches were short. <laughs> they really hard. were, but we're not. If you look at like the roster, I mean, you look at the Samoa Joes, the AJ Styles, the Shinsuke Nakamura's. These guys can go easily 20, 30 minutes a night if they want to. They just never book them that way. Even on the pay per views, they don't book them that when they have all the time in the world. That's dandy, but I mean, but I, what I'm getting at is the uh, the Attitude Era. You had. All that spectacle, all this great story to let, and you allow the wrestlers to, you know, come up with their own ideas and whatnot. Yep, and, and that's an issue too. That that's that's prevalent now. They don't get to do that anymore. I mean, Mike, literally, Barry Corbin. We'll we'll bring him up because he's horrible on the mic. He really okay. is, and he's one of the main focal points on Raw right now. He's there. Let's see if I can get all those names right. The acting general manager, constable elect. Well, basically, he's he's in head of the show. <laughs> okay. And so, so he he comes out on his motorcycle and then like <laughs> like uh, he didn't um, even have that anymore. Oh, he, he changed his theme. He he doesn't have hair anymore. He wears an Applebee's uniform basically out to the ring now. It, it's embarrassing as fuck how far oh, he's fallen. That, yeah, it, it, I wouldn't feel good calling uh, the news Baron Corbin anymore. Yeah, I, I was going to say that. That doesn't sound appealing at all. I mean, because, I mean, like, my thing was, well, and, and the, 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 I was going to say, the only good thing about Corbin right now is that he gets genuine boos. <laughs> rather than, rather right than all those heels who get cheered. Oh, yeah, but, okay. Because nothing I, takes I, me out of wrestling more than Smarks cheering for who's supposed to be the fucking bad guy. Well, yeah. well, you said you were in Seattle when Elias said what he said, and I showed Mike that video, and he he didn't get it at first. I explained it to him. I, then, I don't know. Yeah, I, I needed to have my hand held on that one for, for, now, for a now, there. Since he was there, maybe he can describe it better than I could based off the video. Like, what was the atmosphere as soon as he said that? Oh, it, it, it was... Uh... It wasn't Corbin that said it. It was. It was either. No, 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 it was Elias. It yeah, was Elias. It was, it was yeah. Elias. He, he said, uh, "I don't even remember word for word now, but it was basically like along the effects that it, Seattle will never get a Sonics back, or right." It, and this yeah, is why it, it Seattle was, doesn't have a basketball team or some such. Something like that. Like that yeah. yeah, and the, the, I haven't heard booing like that in since Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> yeah, but th- that. But with Vicky, that was like from. It, it didn't matter what city they were in. Yeah. But with uh, Seattle, that was a very sp- specific. If, if they, if Elias said what he said in uh, Houston, right, or or, or Miami or Charlotte they, they would, or whatever, yeah, they wouldn't care. Yeah. Mind you, uh, Elias right now is a babyface. He's a good guy now. By the way, they turned him. <laughs> Ironically, against General Manager Constable Baron Elect Corbin, whatever you want to call himself. But, but yeah, they, they, all these good guys, or these bad guys get cheered because when Elias was a baddie, he was getting cheered. Mm-hmm. So they have to turn them good guys, except for, oh, except for the good guys who get booed. For some reason, they leave them alone. John Cena, like Ro- Roman. Roman Reigns, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Charlotte, exactly. but, but Charlotte Flair, <laughs> yeah. Oh god. Can yeah, I talk on a quick have, tangent? Go, sure. Yeah, drink. This is this, <laughs> this is related to uh, Becky Lynch and uh, Charlotte Flair. Uh, 
let me quickly whip out the man's Twitter. Oh, man. oh yeah. So uh, on. So while you're whipping that out, let me explain to Mike and listeners who don't follow wrestling. There's a wrestler named Becky Lynch. Yeah, man. She called herself the man. Oh. Now oh. she has oh, no, 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 not for that reason, not for that no. reason. No. So say, she, I, oh. she has basically dominated uh, Ric Flair's daughter, who calls herself Charlotte, in the WWE. Basically, for the last what three, four months, something she, like that. She beat the shit out of her at their uh, their Evolution match, which was the all women's pay per view, first time ever. Asterisk. But for some reason, they didn't bring out like the elaborate stages and all that stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, but after because well, you, you remember what Ric Flair's saying was for so long, right? Woo! To be Woo! the man, you Woo! have to beat the man. Oh, oh that okay. One. <laughs> See, I was with so Becky, there. I was like, Woo! <laughs> so Becky beats the man, so she's calling herself the man. Oh, okay. yeah, okay. We I got backstory. I track with that. So on yeah. Twitter, uh, <laughs> uh, sh- uh, Becky tweets out, Charlotte calling me out on TV and online for, quote, missing time. Again, the man will just provide the truth in the face of life. And, and she has a picture of this. Yeah. In 2018, there's a picture of uh, Becky Lynch. She, this is after she got uh, her face broken by uh, Nia Jax. She's all yeah. bloody. Okay. Under that picture. Big old black eye. Yeah. Under that picture. I missed one SmackDown for this. The next picture. It's a <laughs> close-up of Charlotte Flair's cleavage. Mm-hmm. She missed one month of SmackDown for some for something I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was actual. I think it was. Um, if I remember right, it was a uh, implant exploding. If I remember right, oh, I think that's what it was. Yeah. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like unrelated to like a match or something, or is this like something? No, I think it was done in a match, and she finished the match and wrestled for like another month afterward before she got taken care. Oh no! I was just gonna say. I mean, yeah. like I, I don't have a goofy uh, radio balloon but, popping sound, but it'd be like body slam. But you oh, know, yeah. no! <laughs> I, I'm just kind of like, why don't they do more of that on uh, on TV? Because it reminded me of uh, when Chris, G- Chris Jericho was poking yeah. fun at uh, Stephanie McMahon for getting implants. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, yes. And they did it on the TV, not floor. on some fucking Twitter that I have to go out of my way to find. Yeah, okay, so... So, okay, and and again, I, I do kind of get confused and lost. Is this kayfabe, though? Probably, but, okay. but, but it's just... I want more of that... On the TV. Okay, I, I get your point. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure it's like, wait a sec. Well, because because I think you know you were talking about the 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 Smarks earlier, and I wonder if that's if that's kind of chipping away at kayfabe in a in a way. And, well, well, that's the K-fabe's thing too. I mean, kayfabe okay. is dead. Oh, okay. it, it's been, I mean, the, the curtain's been pulled back. I mean, beyond the mat, literally exposed the, the business back in the nineties. Uh, I don't know if you remember that movie. It had uh, oh, Mick yeah. Foley oh, yeah. getting his brains beaten out by Rock and yeah. Little adorable uh, at ringside hiding her face and crying as as Dwayne beat the shit out of her dad right in front of her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and th- and then the internet came along and then just killed yeah. what was left. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, I mean, they, they try. I mean, bless them. They tr- they try to bring back kayfabe at times, but the fans are too smart. And that's where I'm at. I don't know if we need that as much as we used to. Because like I said, back in the 90s, no, I, imagine I, if we had social media in the 90s, well, what I, we wouldn't I, have kayfabe that. But what I mean is just, <laughs> just that interaction between the two, that mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. those those blow, those low-cut blows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the, 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 yeah, the blows that just cut deep. It just makes yeah. the whole crowd go, oh! 
snap! Yeah, because well, that, like, I mean, that is a good burn. That, that's a really sick is. burn, and and I can imagine how that would play on TV, and you know, and be like in front of a live audience, not not on a computer screen. Yeah, and exactly. you would even have like the cameraman being mildly voyeuristic and like zooming in on her tits and stuff, and on the like the big jumbotron, and the audience would be like, oh. See, that's- that's attitude error right there. That's ninety eight to two thousand one right there. That's the shit they would have done back then. See, and I not can... anymore. Now it's just all cookie cutter and scripted promos and go out there, hit your spots, and be done with it. Yeah, th- that th- is all it has become. Th- this this kind of goes into what I was saying earlier about WWE can't be saved. Yeah, it's because they don't have competition to force them to be that way. The way in WWE was like that in the ninety in the nineties and early two thousands is because of WC fucking W yep. and yep. ECW. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I yep. mean, you, you had a Pepsi to its Coke. Yeah, what, what, what do they got now? TNA? Uh, they're, Is I TNA would say even a thing anymore? anymore. They, they, yeah, they're actually uh, based out of Canada now. They moved up to Montreal, I think it was, or Ottawa. Oh. One the two. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're, they were bought out by a company called Anthem, and they're running them, and they still have their spot on Pop TV every Thursday for now. It's still garbage, though. <laughs> right after Big Brother After yeah. Dark. And what? Like, yeah. Maybe you can catch New Japan on some obscure cable ne- network. Same way. Uh, uh, Access TV, yeah. And, uh, and same with Ring of Honor. Like you, at least you get Ring, Ring of Honor in the Seattle market. We don't get it down here. Oh. Granted, it's at 1 a.m. in the fucking morning on Channel 4, but still, you still get it up there. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, but another thing with the, the WWE, they're in hot water anyways right now. They have this 10-year deal. They have nine years left oh, after this here. year. <laughs> hey. with, uh, with the most beautiful and progressive country in the wait, world. Wait, wait, wait. Before Kingdom you of Saudi Arabia. Oh, oh, you, you, went before, uh, you went a little too far, but I was going to ask. Uh, the, the Crown Jewel, was that the first pay-per-view ever to take place in parts unknown? Technically the second if you count the uh, Greatest House Show slash Royal Rumble. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, so, Mike, if... If you're watching wrestling for the probably the first or second time, uh-huh. and they're promoting this event called yeah. WWE Crown Jewel, yeah, and they don't mention where it's happening at at all for about three weeks, okay. But, but also, uh, what would you think about that? <laughs> I, I well, I mean, I guess. But also, keep in mind that uh, the greatest Royal Rumble. Every time they brought it up, they always mentioned it's going to be in Saudi Arabia, or also. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was the Australian pay per view called? Uh, uh, Super Showdown. Super Showdown. Okay. Same thing. They mentioned Sydney, Australia, or, or whatever yep. city. Yeah. They always okay. mentioned it's the city with those two. Yeah. Cut to Crown Jewel, or cut fast forward to Crown Jewel. Uh-huh. They won't mention Saudi Arabia at all. Really? You don't even know where it's at if you haven't been watching for the past few weeks or lived under a rock, basically. Or, or, or like I'm in this scenario, you're kind of new to wrestling, seeing what it's about. He keeps seeing them mention this Crown Jewel event uh-huh. or Degeneration X. Triple H and Shawn Michaels return for one night only to take on The Undertaker and Kane. Because Triple H needs another win in his belt. <sighs> Well, I, I was going to say, I mean, Mike from 1998 would probably be very interested in that. And I'm like, I'm like, ooh, from 1998. I'm like, ooh, ooh, DX is getting back in. I like that. <laughs> but also, uh, you are so we are supposed to have AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship, but uh-huh. no, Bryan wouldn't. Daniel go. Bryan refused to go over to the to the uh, redacted country due to uh, what happened or what we found out happened. 
the week prior to them starting to pull the name of the event. Quick tangent. Okay, wait, 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 wait. How, how, how recently is this? I mean, are we talking like the Khashoggi stuff, or is this yes, like yes, yep. that, that, yep. That, oh. that, that is so, why Daniel wouldn't go is because of the uh, oh, cause he, Khashoggi thing. Because he he didn't want to get uh, uh, chopped up in the in a back room and no, thrown he, in like innocuous garbage bags and. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, no, we we totally didn't kill that guy. Don't 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 mind hey, all those uh, that guy with all those right. hefty bags and, going and out. It wasn't the back just door. Uh, it wasn't just um, Daniel Bryan that wouldn't go. John Cena wouldn't go. Yeah, he refused to take part in it, and that, it as well. And they had to restructure this supposed tournament to crown the best in the world. Well, that fucking uh, joke. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. I want to go on a different tangent. Uh, Dave, okay. refresh my memory. I love this. I, I know at uh, Greatest Royal Rumble, Cena was there, but was Brian there as well? Yeah, I think he was in the Rumble itself. Okay. If I remember right. So, yes, they were both at the first Saudi pay-per-view. Okay. Yeah, which was in April. No, it was in March. It was before WrestleMania. Okay, so. That's right. Uh, it was like two weeks before WrestleMania. So, it's been known for years that Saudi Arabia is shitty. All yeah. right. They're, they they just now what uh, within this year allowed women to drive for the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> their their human rights violations is a long laundry list. So yeah, yeah. See, yeah. So, so China China's looking at them like, damn, dude. Basically, <laughs> so damn son. So the first pay per view, <laughs> Cena and drive. so the first pay per view, Cena and Brian, despite knowing all this, yeah. they had to have known. They're a okay with oh, going yeah. there and making some money. Sure. But now that this Kasogi thing has go- happened and everybody's outraged, they got a virtue signal now. Oh. They don't give a flying fuck about what's going on in Saudi Arabia. They only care about their image. Like, hmm. It's basically like with like uh, McMahon as the best in the fucking world. Yeah. Well, it, but, it, but it's like with. Uh, God, now I'm forgetting his name. The Irish dude. Oh, Seamus? Seamus? No, 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 not, not Seamus. The other Irish dude. Tindella? Who? Finn Balor. Finn Balor, yes. Oh. At WrestleMania this year, he had this uh, this yeah, new gear are, that was uh, all rainbows. It was uh, Balor Club for everybody. LBGT, yeah. Yeah, but when he went to Saudi Arabia, a place that's that's very known for not being for being uh, not friendly towards homosexuals, right? He didn't bring any of that gear with him. He didn't. He was just fucking virtue signaling. Oh, uh, see, that sucks. Well, so he, and then on top of all this. They have a women's announcer for the first time ever that they put her in the spot, what, August, September, I want to say? Yeah. She wasn't allowed to go because women can't do that over there. Yeah. None of the women there's, were allowed to wrestle no on women's the show risk. whatsoever. And I was making, I can't remember who I was making this joke to, mm-hmm. but uh, this is when they were promoting uh, their first ever women's pay-per-view, Evolution, or whatever. And I was, at first I was like, well, why don't they have an all man's pay per view? Like, oh, wait a minute, they've done it twice already in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yep. Now, oh, mind you, this, this women's pay per view happened five days prior to them going to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia for this Crown Jewel event. But, and on an all women's pay per view, they promote, and I understand why. Don't get me wrong, I understand it. It's still shitty. They promote this event where no women are allowed to wrestle or even be there without their like without being. Um, dressed up in the traditional garb, being escorted by males, etc. Right. They're promoting this on a show where they keep mentioning that they're making history, and this is a big move for women in the rest of the world. Well, speaking of uh, the biggest oh. thing, but also speaking of big, oh, uh, big moves for women and uh, <laughs> historical stuff, they WWE was teaming up with some UN 
thing initiative to push uh, women's sports or whatnot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why didn't they push that for the Saudi pay-per-views, huh? Why yep. is that, Vince? Hmm. Oh, that's right, because you're a greedy fuck. So, so, so they signed a 10-year, $200 million U.S. deal with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia to run these shows over there. Not only yeah. do they get wrestling and they get a say in what happens on the shows, because there's no fucking world outside of Saudi Arabia where Shane McMahon is the best in the world in, in any way, shape, or form. They also get to run propaganda videos during the event to the U.S. audience and the worldwide audience, showing how great and progressive and how advanced the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia has become by allowing the women to, to drive, by allowing things that they never allowed before, oh by allowing the WWE to be there. This is propaganda at its definition. And and it's all for money, right? I mean, so yeah. Vince's end, yeah. Wow. They're, they're doing it for money. It's, it's clear as day what all wow, of them are doing. Even the wrestlers. No, not long after the, uh, the information was found out about Jamal Khashoggi, uh, there were reports that the State Department... Uh, through Linda McMahon because she has a spot on Trump's cabinet or in Trump's administration. They're right. trying to get them to at, at least change the venues, move it out of the country. Yeah. They refuse to do that. They didn't put tickets on sale until the week before, which they were all going to the high, the higher, uh, the Prince's family, basically anybody sure. who had any standing. In oh, the yeah. The, the, for both pay per views, the entire four, it was uh, Saudi royals. Right, and and they got recliners with cup holders and like, yeah, this, it, these it are didn't like look really like an nice arena seats. you would go. To. Yeah. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. I mean, because you know, uh, we know that royalty in that part of the world is known for its extravagance and things of mm. that nature. I wonder if the uh, on their end, the the purchasers, the the Saudis that are putting up this money. If they're just fans of WWE and they are just basically bankrolling their own personal no, no, no. exhibition, well, what I think this is, well, at least for the Royals, yeah. it's just they're just there to be seen. Cause, okay. Because when me and my dad were watching it, we were we were each pointing out when the, you see a bunch of the, the Royals just kind of mm-hmm. standing and talking to each other. They weren't looking at the ring. Yeah. While a match was going on. Well, and and I, I think- mean, it's like when uh, you go on a. When you have a uh, two companies go to a uh, a sporting event, and they th- at the showbox. Yes, they're just there. It's not so much to sit and enjoy the game; it's there to do business. That's what I think. Uh, what the the mm-hmm. Royals use the WWE f- or those events for is just to be seen and do all that <laughs> shit, and well, to show their propaganda to the rest of the world. That who too decides to try and watch that. <laughs> wow, but uh, interesting. So, so this is kind of like a deep and vast conspiracy, almost kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. wow. And I I had no idea there was th- this whole element to it. Um. Yeah. But, I wonder. I wonder if in those propaganda videos, they're they're going to have one that says, "Yeah, no, we we uh we like our journalists." We it uh, will we, be interesting to see what what they do for the next Saudi pay per view. Yeah. I mean, Michael Cole was a reporter in the Gulf War. What would they do to him? <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I wonder, like, I mean, you guys were talking about the dude that, you know, like, had, like, you know, kind of like a lot of the, the pro-gay stuff, and I wonder if that stuff gets left at home just out of fear of personal safety. I mean, Well, it's... here's the thing. At the, at the first event, the Greatest Royal Rumble back in March, a video accidentally showed a women's wrestler in her gear, and, you know, the women, they don't wear much when it comes to their wrestling gear. Of course, right. 
there was, uh, I think, videos from inside the arena while that went off, and there were people booing, people legitimately pissed off that that video got shown to them. Even if it was an accident, they were not happy about that. Yeah, I remember that. They got, they, they got a lot of pushback. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it was just like a little two, three-second clip of one of the wrestlers just in a, in a hype video for uh, for something on the network. Yeah. Well, and and here's an inappropriate thought for us as as we uh, as we get ready to turn the corner into uh, into <laughs> our uh, wrapping up. Um, you know, I I you know we talked about the the treatment of women in Saudi Arabia, but there's kind of like this part of me that like you know kind of wants to see a, a women's exhibition or wrestling match where everybody's in traditional gear, just people like in in, in burkas oh. just wrestling <laughs> around and just throwing each other around in these in these uh, uh, dark cloaks and, no, no, and like, masks I, and stuff. The announcers are like, I think Becky just suplexed uh, <laughs> Bella. One of yeah. the Bellas, yeah. I think. It's like, who could know they're all wearing like, uh, you know, uh, Darth Vader outfits. We and, truly are shit well, you know, yeah. You know you'd have to have put Nia Jax in that match just to determine who's who. I mean, there's no one on the that looks like Nia Jax. Oh, Dave. Oh, Dave. <laughs> Dave Fat Shaman. Oh, no. I don't. Oh, that's. Oh, my goodness. That's a, that's a lot. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so so as we turn the corner on yes, this, just one last thing for the the the, the uh, uh, crown jewel. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Y- you know what happens when you don't have Chris Jericho inv- involved in the greatest uh, tournament for the greatest of the world? You know what? You just made the list. See, yes. and and I think that this brings it about to what we were talking about earlier in like the attitude era and things like that the thing that that for me as somebody that that doesn't participate the thing that it sounds like it's missing to me is those larger than life personalities like like your jerichos your rocks your stone colds you know you no, know, you just have indie darlings yeah see and and wow it's kind of Ooh, I I almost when when you said indie darlings, I'm like, oh my god, you know, are we like making like a music relate here? Because it's like you know when when like you know the focus is on you know independent musicians too much. Does you know I, anyway that that's that that's a whole nother. It's weird... not off base though. I mean that's a yeah. fair comparison because that's what there's all these people coming in from these independent promotions that Vince has, has uh, sniped from these companies, but then don't do anything with. And they're basically just biding their time, wasting their talents, doing whatever. Yeah. yeah, they're getting paid well, but I mean, is it entertaining? Interesting. And right now, we don't. I mean, we lost Roman Reigns. Uh, hopefully, not forever. Uh, get well soon. <laughs> um, we don't have Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn. We don't have a lot of these guys out due to injury or illness oh, oh, or that... for some factor. Oh, and yeah, um, but they're pushing right? these plants. Bray, Bray's not there. But, I mean, he, he's, but he's he came touring. back to Starcade, but it wasn't on the actual he's, broadcast. He, he's retooling, and he's actually coming back with a new gimmick. Just a heads up. Watch out for that. Fuck. He's actually deleted his whole Twitter account, the Bray Wyatt stuff, and he said something new is coming soon. God. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I I'm not, I'm not looking his, forward to that. I liked, I liked his current gimmick. He should have beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Not not. Wow. But, uh, but you don't have those characters, really. The main roster, specifically on Raw, you have the the Baron Corbins, the Drew McIntyres, the Dolph Ziggler's. There's nothing there that would say, "Hey, you're the guy that's going to carry this company." 
even for the next two years while we find somebody yeah. else. There's nobody on there right now. Well, and, and here's the thing, too. It's like, you know, who is going to remember any of these chuckleheads 20 years from now? Where, the hardcore fans, that's about it. You think so? The hardcore fans that were fan, like, all of course, always remember uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian, Brian Danielson, no matter what. I'm, I'm a fan of the same with AJ Styles. Okay. Everyone's going to remember Brock Lesnar because he is who he is and what he's done outside the WWE as well in the UFC. But, but no, outside but, of those few names, there's only a handful of names like that. Yeah. I, I can count them on one hand right now. How many people even the hardcore fans will remember? There's not many. I mean, yeah. you won't. You, you go back to 97 when, when the screw job happened and the Attitude Era officially began. Out of that, we got Stone Cold Steve Austin. We got The Rock. We got Triple H. We got... Mm-hmm. Mankind, we got all these names. You could have thrown literally anyone of about a dozen people into the main event. They could have carried the oh, yeah. company. Throw, throw a dart at a, a wall of names from the Attitude Era, and, yeah. and it's like, I remember that guy. Yeah, well, yeah. And, it, and it's not just people that um, you know had some kind of uh, flirtation or past liking, childhood liking of wrestling. That I, I would go so far as to say a lot of that permeated pop culture. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. like... Um, Civilians know who the Undertaker is. You yeah. know, civilians know who Kane is. Probably because you know he he ran for for mayor of and what, won and won and won. <laughs> but, and he was involved in the Crown Jewel while being as mayor. mayor. <laughs> That's kind of cool, actually. I mean, he actually, uh, actually, something cool did come out of that. At least he donated the check he was he got paid for that show to uh, firefighters in his in his uh, area. So he oh, did do rad. something good with the money. So yeah, Kane's a cool dude. Yeah, that I'm 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 totally down with that. So, um, but I mean, you know, you know who Booker T is. You know who Kurt Angle is. Exactly. You know who Chris Jericho is. I mean, you have those names nowadays. You know who Gangrel is. Yeah, <laughs> 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 who Edge and Christian are. By the right. way. Uh, if you if you get like a trial of for some odd reason like somebody hands you hey here's a trial of the network watch Agent Christian's show because it's funny as fuck. <laughs> Very good. I mean, so so what they they just doing shtick or what? What it, it's a, it's like a sketch show and it's it's poking fun at the business a lot actually oh, okay. a lot more than I thought Vince would allow them to. <laughs> like they have segments like will they talk about it, talking about the WWE and they bring up stuff like other companies, uh, wrestlers that have been banned from the WWE like before Warrior came back, stuff like that. It's a pretty good show. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Well, I imagine at some point they're going to do what Stone Cold did and cut a little too deep and they'll get canceled. Ah. Oh, yeah. They always do. Gotcha. But yeah, that's my rant on the WWE. Fucking fix it, Vince. Or, you know what, just step away, focus on your little football league and hand it over to your son-in-law because he knows what the fuck he's doing in NXT. He can bring that to the main roster. And get the fuck rid of these soap opera writers. Scalding hot takes. Get uh get your get your oven mitts. That's that's a that's a searing take. I love it, Dave. So guys, as we wrap up, this uh this has been a whole lot of fun, and we got we got uh we got really shitty about some really shitty things, and and it, it kind of reminds me that you know maybe maybe we need to do this a little more often. Um, you know, kind of kind of let the hate flow. Um, <laughs> I can build it up and let it yeah. all out at once. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. Because yeah, it, it just felt like things were kind of like corked and then uncorked, and and this suddenly sounds like garbage again. But oh well, uh, I, I I don't really care. It's fine. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, Dave. As uh, as yeah. we wrap up here, um, let folks know about what uh, what you and I have on deck next that uh, that that we'll be uh, talking about on our next podcast. Yeah, I, I'm going to be making a return. Uh, I think next week actually we're going to do it. Uh, we're going to be talking about the the shows that are ending for the mid season and the shows that will be picking up uh, for the mid season replacements. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very happy to hear that you're uh, you're with me on a couple of the shows, and yeah. I, I I think I have a surprise one that might that you will not actually. I know you won't agree with. I have Ooh. a surprise one that I know that you will not agree with. Oh, so that, that that is a tantalizing yeah. tease. I I am excited about that. In the meantime, how can folks get a hold of you on the internet and and call you out for your scalding hot takes? <laughs> uh, if uh, Mohammed bin Salim wants to get a hold of me. I'm on uh, Twitter at oh, Sanders D84. Come at me, bro. <laughs> I have a I have a bone saw too, and his name is Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh yeah! <laughs> Snap into a Slim Jim. Oh man, bone saw is ready. <laughs> oh, there were so many jokes about that after after everything came out the way that things happened over there. There was so many bone saw oh, Spider Man references <laughs> uh, heading into Crown Jewel. That is so uh, terrible. We're laughing. We're laughing uncontrollably, and a man has been brutally murdered. <laughs> that guy is super dead. <laughs> we truly are, shit lord. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like it's like be serious. People are dead, and <laughs> I've heard that so long. <laughs> and, and and horribly dismembered and disposed of in, in I, well, plastic garbage I'll save bags. Us. Thoughts and prayers. Yes, thoughts. Not the oh, God damn it. That is terrible. <laughs> you knew what you were in oh, for. Oh, so good. It was so good. So, uh, so Killing Spree, if, uh, if folks wanted to get a hold of you on the internet, where, uh, where can they find you? Late Night Death, or at, no, at Late Night Death on Twitter. Very good. I can't do the twatter right here. <laughs> uh, you tweet good. Your, uh, your, uh, your, your twit game is, is strong. <laughs> Or something. But uh, really quick, uh, yes, I can't remember on the your guys when you guys were doing your TV thing. Uh, yeah, you, you said you don't care for South Park much. I haven't. Wa- I I haven't watched South Park in fifteen years. Okay. Dave, boo! Yeah, I, I actually am not boo. <laughs> I am actually not uh, caught up with this season. I'm working on it, but yeah, I've, oh! uh, especially since season season nineteen, oh, it has been on fucking man. point. Boo this man! <laughs> oh yes, South Park. Uh, this, I won't spoil too much. This last episode, they were taking some shots at Amazon. Ooh! Oh, I, I saw the previews of that. Yeah, that. Uh, they. they I think they legit are trying to get canceled just so they don't have to make any more with some of the episodes they've done this season. Yeah, so are they like in like some kind of like indentured servitude to Comedy Central or something? Are I they think like- South Park, or not South Comedy Central has no reason to get rid of them. Like Fox had no reason to get rid of Simpsons. Ah. Yeah. But I imagine so that they don't want to get in the same spot. Season. They started out the season with the hashtag cancel South Park. Right. So you knew something was coming. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> 
and then they, they want to cancel, but it's going to fail. There was a lot of stuff coming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Well, well, guys, this uh, this has been a pleasure, but it's it's getting dark outside, and 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 the weather's the weather's turning frightful. Yeah. So that's a uh, baby. It's cold outside, and for anybody who took offense to anything we said, as the great hedonism bot once said, I apologize for nothing. There you go. <laughs> and that will do it for this uh, reunion episode of the Shit Lords and Friends and for this episode of Mike Cybert Radio. Um, let me see. Uh, if you want to listen to my past episodes, uh, find the show on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, the Stitcher Radio app, and on iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts. And check out KGRG.com for some of these old vintage uh, Shit Lords and Friends episodes um, out there as well. Uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Mike Seibert Radio, and right into the mailbag, Mike Seibert Radio at gmail.com. And the spelling is S E I B E R T, exactly the way it sounds. For Mike Seibert Radio, my name is Mike. I'm Killing Spree. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, it's a Bruce Willis movie. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Dave and until, Go Sun Devils Oh there you go And until next time Make good choices Or bad ones Be good humans